0: This is a News Laundry podcast, and you're listening to NL Hafta.
1: So, we're live on the internet on the News Laundry episode 263 recording. This is the 263rd episode of Hafta, and it is uh, basically the eighth birthday of News Laundry. Actually, hey. yes. Hey. So, first of all, thank you, Bedlam, for hosting us. Thank you, all subscribers, for coming uh, and making the time. And after this, we shall have some. Chai, coffee, snacks, and you can tell us what you're doing right or what you're doing wrong. So, Angres apna Lagan or news laundry, apna hafta, kabhi nahi Welcome to Hafta. We have a panel with three in-house news Laundry valas, Meharaj Lone. Hello. You have heard him on Hafta and seen his desk work. Manisha Pandya, superstar. Hello. Then sanjara Jorah. I don't usually <coughs> introduce him so formally, but since we're in a live audience, I must... Sanjay is a software engineer by training. <laughs> he worked <laughs> 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 He worked in the IT industry for 10 years. And then he went bit... No, then he quit and came back to India. Since then, he's been performing as a stand-up artist on stage. Favorite topics being politics, caste, gender, science, religion, and social structures. He is the founding member of the hugely successful and awesome political satire group, SE Aisit, Aisit Democracy. I'm sure many of you have seen him. Hello. Yes. <clears throat> he was in shahidbag yesterday we'll get no, sorry he was at jnu yesterday we'll get his views on that in your last week yeah. so let's let's hear our first hand account and he also writes regularly for various publications and on the extreme left discovery bamzai many of you who have been following news for years would be familiar with that name i knew the name before I knew the person Kaveri is an independent journalist now she was the first woman editor of India Today and is the author of the well regarded No Regrets The Guilt Free Women's Guide to a Good Life. <laughs> <laughs>
2: huh.
1: But I guess you're the first editor <laughs> after well, Madhu.
2: Well regarded, many. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So you see, we're all very humble people,
3: and also Kaveri is one of the best editors I've had the privilege of working yeah, with. Oh, you work so together?
2: Because I, uh, I was his boss briefly, so he's <laughs> thinking. You know, world is very small. Yeah, <laughs> no, 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 not, she's a not really. That's from the heart. For, I've been especially like, for telling those these people,
1: and the are uh, fellow Kashmiri. Yeah, that oh also yes. Works. So <laughs> then, and we have headlines about Kashmir, so we would like you to weigh in. But before Manisha goes through the headlines, I shall make my customary announcements. We have. Two NLCNA projects active right now, one is who owns your media, because media ownership is a tricky subject. It requires intense research pouring through a host of financial documents and fact checking. We would like to do a huge media ownership pattern on digital, print and broadcast. That requires a lot of money. And we have a new NLCNA project, Chhattisgarh's Adivasi Prisoners. India's bloody war against the Maoist rebels in Chhattisgarh has ravaged its Adivasi community. Thousands of Adivasis have been swept up in the crackdown by the security forces and now are languishing in jail. We would like to send reporters there and figure what's happening, how just or unjust is the system and how has it impacted their lives. Um, And thank you all for topping up Vivek calls, (coughs) budget session, uh, the sequence of articles that was completely crowdfunded. Thank you for uh, contributing to that NLCNA Projects. And finally, thank you all your subscribers for your subscriptions. We uh, have been ad-free and it's because of you guys that we've survived eight years. So, give yourselves a big round of applause. Thank you so much. Yes, Manisha, what are the headlines? What happened? Delhi
4: elections are finally over. Thank God. Arvind Kjiva is going to take oath tomorrow. AAP won 62 seats and the BJP got eight seats. And AAP has got a vote share of about 54%, which is a little less than last time. Just about... 1 percentage point and bjp's got a vote share of 38.5% that's an increase of 8% from 2015 congress got zero votes vote share i don't know how much vote share uh, they get? around
3: 5% hmm. uh,
4: the csds poll actually was very interesting on the election so if you want to read up on some analysis you should check that out according to them aap won this huge mandate on the back of women voters voting from them from across uh, caste castes and religion uh, Anti-CAA protesters of Shaheen Bagh are supposed to be meeting Amit Shah at 2 p.m. tomorrow. This follows news of Amit Shah saying uh, in an interview in Times now that he's happy to meet protesters and he's willing to speak to them on merit.
1: Yeah, that's what so he So we said. don't know who he's meeting. If yeah. he's meeting, it's it's this vague news that's been yeah. floated. We don't know by who.
4: He also said in that interview that the Goli Maro remark was unfortunate and that cost them Delhi. But he said Shaheen Bagh ko current lagega was okay. There was nothing too terrible with that. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, the election commission continued continue to be in news. Uh, Arvind K. Jival slammed the EC for delaying the voter turnout. There was some doubts raised before elections, um, which later just quelled. Uh, Supreme Court up, has upheld amendments made to nullify their own judgment, diluting provisions of the SCST Act. On this, the opposition walked out of the House. Mehraj, could you tell us a bit about this?
3: Uh, so, the... Basically, India recognizes that crimes against Dalits and Adivasis, they are hate crimes. So for this, there was a law brought in uh, uh, 1989, the SCST, uh, Prevention of Atrocities Act. In 2008, March of 2008, the Supreme Court sort of toned down some of the provisions of the act, basically uh, three main parts of it. One was that anticipatory bail will be granted to the accused who were arrested under the Act. Earlier, that was not the case. Second was that to file an FIR against an accused, you would need permission. If it's a government servant, you would need permission from his peers. If it's a non-public official, you would need permission from the SSP of the district. And the third was that to, there would be no arrest without a preliminary inquiry. After the Supreme Court's judgment, were I'm sure you know that there were protests all over the country against this and under pressure, the central government basically nullified these, uh, this judgment through an amendment act to the, to the law. And around the same time, the Supreme Court withdrew its earlier order, said that it won't be operational. But because the center had already made amendments to this law, some people challenged it in the Supreme Court. Now the Supreme Court has upheld that order, the, uh, upheld the law, the amendment law. So basically, which means that the original law before March of 2008 is back as it, as it was.
5: Mm. Uh,
4: Supreme Court judge recused himself from hearing the plea uh, by Umar Abdullah's sister. And today uh, there was news that Shah Fais has also been slapped with the, the Public Safety Act.
1: And Amaradullah's sister had basically yeah. gone to court saying that the um, uh, acts, uh, that the charge slapped on the brother hmm. is on very flimsy grounds. Yeah,
4: like, uh, and there was also news that the charges for Mahibuba Mufti was that she worked with separatists. Uh, Meanwhile, the government is hosting another visit of foreign diplomats in JNK. There were uh, nice images of uh, these diplomats taking a Shikara ride on Dal Lake in very cold weather. In the middle of winter. (laughs) Yeah. Um, There's disturbing news coming in from Chennai, last night there was a police crackdown on protesters in North Chennai, these are anti-CA protesters, majority of them Muslims, and they alleged that they were peacefully protesting and the police uh, cracked down them, then beat them up, did lati taj, and today there's more protests because of this police action. So yeah, Chennai police acting a bit like UP police. Um, Supreme Court has said that Shaheen Bagh protesters can't block public road, but there's been report in Scroll and NDTV that says that the traffic jams and the, block, uh, the traffic is being blocked because of barricading and alternative routes and not primarily because of just the Shaheen Bagh sit-in protest. Um, Supreme Court, this is something good. Supreme Court ordered parties to publish criminal history of Lok Sabha, Assembly candidates. You think it's good? I think
1: it's that- Terrible idea. It's Why? so vague. We anyway, go. we'll discuss hmm. it. We shall discuss it. Uh,
4: Park has jailed Jamaat-Uddhava chief Hafiz Saeed for terror financing for five years. But he may for the
3: hundredth time and he'll <laughs> be out soon. <laughs>
4: he may be out in three months. Uh, Anurag Kashyap visited Jamia yesterday and he said, I don't want to put it in my I just to say it in That's the headline. Though he did put it I did and hear him put uh, it Before naras. he
3: went to the protests, we had an interview with him, which will be up soon.
4: Yeah, Meghnaz yes. interviewed him.
1: And also regarding the SCST issue, there's going to be a march by... Um, in chief yeah. Chandrasekhar Azad tomorrow, which clashes with the swearing-in actually.
3: And there's a protest on 23rd. Okay,
1: of but time. we have an interview with him as well on newslaundry.com.
4: There was some terrible news coming from Gujarat where hostel girls were asked to prove that they're not menstruating. Uh, this was at a girls' college, and at least 60 girls were asked to remove their undergarments to prove that they were not menstruating because someone had complained that they'd been violating religious uh, you know, regulations of uh, entering the kitchen or praying while you're menstruating. Uh, Gargi College students have been on strike since February 7. This was, again, a really, really harrowing story in Delhi. This was a campus fest that was going on in Gargi College, and there were... Uh, Lots of cases of molestation. In fact, we have a story on this on News Laundry, which you should listen to. And finally, uh, the movie Shikara has been in news, so it will be fun to talk to both of you about that. It's got a lot of flack from some in the right wing and some Kashmiri pundits also who feel that they've not done justice to uh, the story of Kashmiri pundits. So we can discuss that. So thank you.
1: Let's first start with the Delhi election. Let me start with our editor, former editor of India today. So Kaveri, um, what do you think of the coverage? So is are we to assume that Delhi public doesn't uh, get influenced by uh, broadcast media because when you watch broadcast media it was all pro BJP. So wh- what does this tell us about the media and, and news consumer relationship?
2: I'm not sure about that but what I do know is that I think we've been a little too excited about the fact that Delhi didn't vote for bjp i think the fact is that if you had lok sabha elections at the same time they would have still voted for the bjp what worries me is that you know there's this whole talk about the true desh bhakti being uh, the model of development that aap has uh, uh, sort of established as its you know kaam ki rajniti and all that uh, and versus the Desh Bhakti of the BJP, which is all about empty nationalist slogans. What worries me is Northeast Delhi, actually, and the fact that Northeast Delhi voted so strongly for the BJP. I think it won about four of those seats. And uh, that being the Poor and the supposedly Poor vote, and uh, the fact that Amit Shah had 35 rallies, which of course he would now like to forget, but he did have 35 rallies in 13 days at eight corner meetings that's a hell of a lot and i don't know the numbers for but they didn't work clearly no but the fact that northeast delhi voted for bjp is for me very worrying why because here you have delhi which is supposed to be a city of migrants you know that's what we are so proud about and the fact that mi- most of the migrants are there in east and northeast delhi the fact that they voted so overwhelmingly for BJP is what worries me. And I think that is something that we have sort of o- overlooked. While I'm terribly excited about the fact that Delhi has held out against this BJP wave, I still believe, and that is the biggest issue, that if there are Lok Sabha elections at the same time, even now, they would still sweep all seven. Uh, Seats, And that, I think, is something that we cannot run away from. And the fact that AAP, I think, while not actually saying much about the CA and NRC, is actually being very clever. Because there, it would have fallen into this Amit Shah trap, Trap, the binary, you know. If you're nationalistic, then you...
1: And and elections are, you you can't communicate nuance. It's a simple idea. Make America Great Again. It is one line.
2: Absolutely. You know, the nuance is all in our minds, you know. The elections, uh, I mean, if you watch Arnab Goswami, for instance, he's the king of non nuance, you know. Why do people watch him? Because he tells them simple stories, simple folk tales, you know. Good versus evil, the way he sees the world, you know, the Tukre Tukre gang versus the rest of us. The fact that these things have become normalised is really, really what worries me and North East and East Delhi, um, if they could just separate from the rest of Delhi, I would be delighted. (laughs) But I think, uh, I'm sorry if you stay there. But uh, that is something that I think we should watch out for. So I'm not as excited as I ought to be.
1: Okay. So uh, Sanjay, I saw you on television this morning actually, as I was getting dressed and uh
2: (laughs) that's a a terrible image
1: (laughs) (laughs) and you said that you know stand-up artists often uh, i I don't know whether you said that but you said we have no impact and we can keep thinking that we have an impact on the voters mind or public's mind but we are doing our bit making people laugh but we are not making any major political difference or mindset difference Uh, yeah i disagree with you and B, um, are you, how, how do you look at this victory and more on the coverage of that? I know Manisha is going to weigh in because she was watching television uh, when these results were being announced and she had many jokes to tell.
6: So, uh, I don't know which video I you my but I'll talk about it first. What I said was that if I don't have any such illusions that because of my work on stage or whatever I'm saying, it is creating a huge difference or, a, or creating a huge impact. What I was saying is neither am I interested in it. It is not that I am interested in my work. I have no idea of this. The most important thing I हूँ is that the question should be alive. The question has to be alive. So that if something happens in the then if the in So what I think is through my work और और वो से सवाल को ही जिंदा रख रहे हैं किसी को भी मेरे ख्याल से इल्यूजन हो कि उनके ये फिल्म से या उनके लेखन से या उनके स्टैंड अप से पब्लिक पे बड़ा असर पड़ेगा उस चक्कर में पढ़ना ही नहीं चाहिए सिर्फ ये देखना चाहिए कि जो सवाल हैं बुनियादी सवाल हैं वो उठते रहने चाहिए ये तो रही पहली बात दूसरी बात दिल्ली के इलेक्शन की तो मैं दिल्ली में रहता नहीं फिर भी इस पे नजर मेरी काफी थी uh jaise ki aapne elections are a lot about perceptions you know the most important thing for me in this election was the humiliating defeat of bjp because pure country mein perceptions logon mein ye bana hua tha ki inko hara let alone itne difference se theek hai aur bahut sare logon ne abhi bhi ye maanna shuru kar rakha hai ki wo sudhir choudhary मोदी के ही प्लेबुक से शॉट्स उठा के अरविंद केजरीवाल ने रिप्ले देख देख के उनको बार-बार खेला और फिर मोदी को हराया तो बेसिकली उसने ही कर दिया सुधीर चौधरी
4: वो अरविंद मोदरीवाल बन गए हां हां तो बेसिकली वो
2: था कि आप सुधीर मोदरी हैं
6: हां तो वो बेसिकली ये कह रहा था कि
2: it <laughs>
6: sounds like something amid sharp. Uh, it sounds like inception. <laughs> I, see. I see. So I think the perception is <laughs> <bhoot> important. When you are in a room and you are in a room, are ये जो हिंदू मुसलमान करके जिन्होंने आप ये देखें ना कि जो कैंपेन जितने 8 सीट इनको मिले हैं अगर ये लास्ट गंद वाली कैंपेन नहीं करते तो शायद ये भी नहीं मिलते जो थोड़ा सा पोलराइजेशन कर गए उसमें उसमें वो सीट ले गए और वो भी नहीं मिलते लेकिन ये बात बिल्कुल ठीक है अगर लोकसभा इलेक्शन हो जाए तो वोट सारे उधर जाएंगे इसका मतलब ये दिल्ली वाले इतने चंट हैं कि अपने काम करने के लिए कोई होता रहे ठीक है और पूरे कंट्री में गंद मचाने के लिए मुसलमानों की ऐसी तैसी करने के लिए रहने चाहिए so this is political hypocrisy, also social hypocrisy. So I am the only excitement for me in this election is that 62 or 8 people in Bolinan's vote share has increased. If there's a difference between 2 or 3 seats, then I think you're excited. So you don't get the follow-on.
3: So, like in, what did you say? Ki vote share it's not so insignificant, also. If it's a 6 point or 8 point
6: jump, that means in, in a country this size, that means like crores of people. Yeah. They're buying into their ideology. Because sir very important that when you
1: have a vote share increase, you can mm, Yeah. Hai. Toh, bhai, ek taraf na, ki hum do uh, overwhelming majority does not belong on the extremes like, you know, just by the, I mean, if you take an extreme example of someone who Indians won't react so passionately so we can look at it more dispassionately. If you take Indian examples, everyone will have their own loyalties come in. A very large chunk of the Trump voter was an Obama voter, hmm. which actually swung it for him. So one can't assume someone went from voting a black president to voting a racist. So clearly they think bigotry is an acceptable price to pay for what they think is change. Uh, just like they may not have you know cared much about Obama's color but they said let's say you know yes we can we some change. So Manisha come in on what you saw but mm. one more thing I think on, on uh, Arvind Kejriwal tomorrow swearing in uh, heads of Delhi government schools to attend his oath ceremony apparently an advisory has gone out.
4: Oh my God! Uh, which
1: I think is problematic. Yeah. The school heads are requested to attend the swearing-in along with 20 teachers, including vice principals, entrepreneurship mindset curriculum coordinators, happiness coordinators, and teacher development coordinators. I think, um, yeah, you can it just sounds discuss.
2: a lot like people being forced to listen to monkey bats.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Again, yeah.
2: Um, True
1: and and i mean i i attended the first swearing in the the dust that rises is significant so it's you know it's not a very uh, unless you really want to go there it's not something you'd want to you know do, exactly. uh, spend your afternoon doing
2: although yeah. well, we have been invited by Mr. sisodia to, to, to attend sorry aapke bhai aur aapke bete ki swearing kitna acha hai but some people have to do it mandatorily hmm. is a bit yeah yeah it's not fair at all i don't
1: hmm. think it's correct so, tell me what, what, what did you see on who was dancing? You was you.
4: <laughs> well, Rajdeep Sardesai and Pradeep Gupta broke into a dance. That was quite entertaining to Although watch. But, but
2: it was about the exit
0: poll. Yeah. Can
2: we please say that? There, it was about
4: you know, the exit poll.
7: Yeah,
2: yeah, and why they not? Okay, I mean, I admit that Pradeep he does a little cute. alarming as a dancer, but <laughs> TK, <thic laughs> hai yeah. I mean, man gets it right. He has the right I to celebrate. I don't know if
4: Rajdeep said this, I should have danced. I think if, as a journalist, you should have just, I mean, I mean, it's alright
2: for uh, Arnab Goswami to shout it's at uh, people from morning to night and pass it off as journalism. Poor Rajdeep, you know. Uh, yeah, I
1: mean, I, I think, I I'll Yes. For a writer, I don't think it's okay for Rajdeep to have danced, considering that's how he dances.
4: <laughs> if he was a good dancer, he should have just gone ahead and done <laughs> it.
1: Out. It wasn't as bad as he going up in that
3: elevator. I mean, he went <laughs> down. If TV is becoming a reality TV, yeah. news TV is becoming reality TV. This is a small it's one. It's entertainment,
2: yeah. folks. Every 9 p.m. That's but then, what but we, we have. That,
4: yeah, but yeah, I mean, if you compare it to what was on the other side, which was Sudhir Chaudhary and Kanchan Gupta discussing that how Delhi, you know, n- next elections, Pakistan's PTI will come here and they will offer to pay EMIs for you and Delhi will vote for them. Yeah. And they're like, ha, ha, yee ho sakta hai, Imran Khani hae ga aur vote le le ga sab se free EMI le ga. But this is a serious analysis happening. And on the side there's Madhu Kishwar Singh that uh, yeh lagta hai bangladeishi voters ka effect aya hai. Unke paas kaagaz hai, unnei vote kara hai, yeah. le, hai. to yeh problem hai, to yeh problem hai, isi leh ame CHE. I was like, God. <laughs> and then there was a huge contest between uh, the the contest in Parparganj with the Manish oh, and the yes. it was really switching. So for like half an hour, Arnab went on this monologue explaining, look, how he supported Shahin Bhagat, now this has worked against him. Why did he support it, and now voters have shown him his place, and then he won. He was
2: won. not the <laughs> only one, you know. There were so many people, uh, uh, you know, echoing mm. that line, and that is what disturbs me. That eventually it comes down to that. Did you speak up against Shaheenpag? Did you support them? Did you not? <laughs> so, I mean, that's what worries me that the BJP idea that you're anti-national or national, depending on whether you stand for the national anthem, <coughs> whether you say, Jai Mata Di, whether you say, Bharat Mata Ki Jai, you know, that do's and don'ts, that list of binary, that binary has been accepted by people. I don't I don't know if we can say
1: that. But I will say that... Um, I've, the last few films that I've gone for, they don't play the national anthem anymore. they
2: stopped? That is true.
1: Yeah, it stopped. Yeah. Mm. So I'm sure
2: there'll be a PIL on it.
3: First, a disclaimer. When we're talking about elections in India, it's such a complex society that assigning one reason for a victory or a defeat is like a fool's errand, so we shouldn't do that. Second point is, uh, what I broadly agree with Kaveri this might be a vote against BJP, but it's not a vote against their ideology. That the reason is because there was nothing standing against it. They had no counter argument to vote for. They only voted for AAP, especially like there's a lot of talk right now about Muslims voting for AAP, giving them more support they did Congress at a time. But that's because they're facing an existential threat right now. And there's no other alternative. This was essentially, even though Congress was in the fray, this was essentially a straight fight between the BJP and the Ahmadi Party. They didn't have a choice but to vote for the Ahmadi Party. Maybe the Some work they have done, like in, and they have done some great work with uh, education and health that swayed a bit of vote. But in the long term, the problem is the kind of technocratic centrism that our ARP has been foregrounding through this election and before that also is this is exactly the kind of ideology that has brought us to this point, not just in India, across the world. Like you were talking about Obama and Trump, Obama came to power giving people hope yes we can we can do all that and what did he do after that when the economic crash happened he gave trillions of dollars to bail out banks those bankers became billionaires overnight and the people millions of people lost their homes because he wouldn't rescue them he came to power saying george bush went to war all over the all over the world we won't do that he started bombing seven countries killed american citizens so that kind of centri- same thing has happened yeah same thing has happened in france with macron same thing has happened in with new labor in um, in uk same thing has happened in germany all over the world in brazil all over the world so this technocratic uh, centrism which gives you okay you concentrate on identity issues you concentrate on welfare issues you concentrate on governance it's fine but it is only one crisis away from an authoritarian takeover like has happened in Brazil, has happened in UK, has happened in America, has happened elsewhere in the world. So once this, once they fail, like the people start to perceive up as not delivering on their promises and because they're, they have only so much room because they don't have that much authority in Delhi, BJP will come back. Okay. I like, uh, same thing happened with Congress also. Like, after the, after a point, they stood for nothing other than just, we'll give you Roti, Kabda, and makan. And the BJP, like we were talking about, the power of a simple idea. Even if that idea is wild, but it's a simple idea. BJP has a simple idea. This is a country of Hindus, and it should be for Hindus. That's a very powerful idea, however wild it is. W- what does AAP stand for? We'll give you uh, Sadak, Pani, and Bijli. Fine, what after that? In, in, in this time... In, in the kind of society we live, in the kind of marketplace we live, where individuals have been so atomized, they have nothing to glue them into a community. BJP has a powerful uh, message to glue them into a community. ARP doesn't, Congress doesn't. So that's a problem in the long term. They might have won the election for now,
1: but in the long term, what stands in the path of BJP? Nothing. I, I, I think it uh, it's like fashion, th- things work at a particular time, uh, and the world over, certain thing is working at this time, and I think it's a combination of technology and the connectivity and the coming together of groups uh, that were on the margins and by i don't mean marginalized in the sense of disadvantage i mean margins in the sense that if you were a very bigoted horrible person in social settings no one would talk to you now suddenly you discover when you go on you know twitter or wherever that there are other Happy. people like you so you so you have a voice and then many other people don't have a problem then hanging with you so i think it is also a takedown of what Many people call the, the entire elitism, uh, which I have a different view on, but I won't get into that. I just want to also talk about the election commission here. I think the election commission behaved terribly. Uh, we have an article on the omissions and commissions and the inefficiency of the election commission in the last few years. It's on News Laundry, you should check it out. I think what the election commission had become, session onwards, uh, you know, the Naveen Chawla is because of their history, but um, it was a credible institution. I think that is gone. But before I get the panel's views on this, I just want to know, because this, you know, comes up with every election and then people dismiss it and then people start posting, you know, professors in the U.S. giving you the justification on YouTube. It's there why they don't use electronic voting machines. How many of you are completely convinced of EVMs being tamper-proof? Like 100%, you trust it with your eyes closed. What is that? My God, that's very few. And how many of you are not completely convinced of EVM safety? So can be tampered, right? It can be tampered with, this say. Okay. In
7: the national
0: elections in Faridabad, they were tampered. I mean, there's proof
1: that... Yeah, I mean, there were many instances of the wrong thing coming out. But, yeah. but you are not completely confident of elections being tamper-proof. You're not? Okay, that's
5: with the ballot asking absolutely is not a great idea. I right. Mean, what was before with, with with what kind of ballot stuffing used to happen and people would just you know. Yeah. So it's a step up from that. It's definitely a step up. It's not 100 right. percent, but definitely it's much better than what. Yeah. Mm.
1: So you agree with that? So you're saying you are not completely convinced of it, but you think it's a step up from yeah, paper ballot
8: we keep on discussing about EVM and all these other subjects. I think the larger problem is when it comes to voting, uh, are we really truly democratic? Uh, I think that is the question. Sorry, you know, explain what, what does that um, mean? To put it very simply, uh, I know you love movies, you're director yourself. yourself. Uh, if you see Newton, for example, mm. yeah. I mean, the way voters are reached out to in very remote parts right. of the country, the way voting processes are carried out I mean, these Information of, is also Yeah, then EVMs and all these things, I mean, these are very secondary. Like, first we have to resolve that. I mean, you know, how are these voters being reached out to? How are they really voting? Do they even understand the electoral processes? And you and know, is the information is going field, out Yeah, and Newton is a great insight into this whole process. So I think the larger question here is, are we truly democratic? And then we can come down to whether EVMs work or ballot work, whatever works.
1: So, um, before I come to you, I just have a couple of mails from some subscribers who couldn't make it. So, and one of those subscribers has put a point which I'd like to hear your views on. Uh, So this is what, uh, this is from Sagar. Sagar says, this is solely in praise of Madhu Trehan and for supporting the sit-in at Shaheen Bagh and calling out those suggesting why can't these protesters go to designated areas in Jantar Mantar. And then, Sagar is all caps, so I shall communicate that through all caps, Mahasagar. because I clearly remember the absolute apathy and ignorance with which the entire Godi media treated the protest of Trichy farmers a couple of years ago who had to walk naked and eat freaking rats just to make sure that their voice falls on the ears of the fudging government because people were literally dying because of drought there and the government won't declare it that. Then Jaisal says, Hello, I wanted to give my two cents on the discussion about shaming companies to stop sponsoring channels like Republic when they spread hate misinformation. Even though it's a good tactic, it could easily be misused in a country like India. Today, one can shame a brand and stop it from advertising on Republic. But tomorrow, the right-wing troll army can do the same and shame the pressure and pressure companies to stop advertising on Ravish's show, for example, because it is anti-national urban, Naksal, or whatever labels they come up with. This happened with Amir Khan and Snap deal. Yeah. In my opinion, this tactic was effective in the US because the key demographic is 18 to 35, which is largely liberal. So it's easy to shame the advertisers as they run the risk of losing the key demographic. A related anecdote, when Nike released an ad supporting Colin Kaepernick, right wingers started posting videos of them burning Nike shoes, but it didn't affect the sales. In fact, the sales saw a bump. Uh, If you read this mail in the Hafta, you can use this Q2 plus NL because... Plug. Plug plug NL, sorry. (laughs) Because only someone like NL can call this shit out without any fear of repercussions. Thanks, Jaisal. That's Thanks, really Jaisal. good.
4: Uh, it's, it's exactly what I was also thinking of because it's so easy for this to for the other side to take more advantage of this tactic. And it'll also have government support.
1: So, uh, or I'll at th- least... I'll tell you why. I think what Jaisal says is... is I mean, and it's he, a worry for me. He has a point. Uh, I don't know if Jaisal is a male name or a, f- a female name, but I guess it's like... How are you so sure?
2: Well, these days you are
1: not sure about any gender. Right. <laughs> I, I mean, it's like, you know, whenever my Sardar's family or get married, it says like, Parminder, weds just breathe. Now I'm like, Who, <laughs> the who's, who's the, the guy? So, who's the man? So, uh, so first come in, you know, uh, we run a, a regular column called, uh, what's it called? Bloodlust TV. Bloodlust TV. Uh, so, Bloodlust TV calls out a show that is particularly bigoted, and then we said this lovely hate was brought to you by whatever that water purifier and other, Air India was one of the sponsors. Uh, So, A, I think if you generally believe that humanity, the curve of justice, or Martin Luther ne bends towards good, then you have to have faith in this kind of collective conscience. If you believe the connective conscience is generally fucked in life, then you should jump off a building. I mean, I, What I'm saying is that you have to believe in something to to, to do something, right? But
2: it's becoming That's increasingly hard, no? Look at what they did to Kunal Kamra with government assistance. I mean, uh, a minister can call out uh, uh, you know, an individual for shouting at another individual on a plane uh, for an airline. That has nothing to do with the government. But the government can actually issue a fiat, a dicta. So you're living in a time where you have a government and you have a social media which can actually, you know, uh, seriously harm the commercial uh, interests of people who live of commerce.
1: But and you um, have
2: Ahmed Khan or you have yeah, but, uh, Khan. C- consistently boycotted. Uh, like you know, since
1: and Jaisal boycott,
2: also. Boycott Show sh- sure, fine.
1: Uh, but I don't. I don't movie. think. I don't think that works. I mean, they tried to boycott s- several films. They tried to boycott several films, which eventually did well. So it doesn't necessarily work. But what I'm saying is that in America, in an America that voted Trump, this works. If someone says something anti-Semitic, people sponsors withdraw overnight. Because and this is where you know I was talking about elitism is an ism which one can say is not you know you know justifiable or or desirable. But the word elite, there's nothing wrong with the word elite, you know, uh, just just like, you know, Jordan was a basketball elite, Messi is a football elite, Bapu was a thought elite, Ambedkar was an academic and intellectual elite. The, the elite are the filters in, in news organizations, the editors are the editorial elite because they filter what the rest of us write and send, I mean, not everything. So every society has an elite and usually those elite write to the top of positions and the people sitting on those boardrooms of those brands, if enough people start saying, oh, so this is who sponsors that, you don't believe that will have some sort of impact? It to is, the good, no matter it what.
2: That's what I'm saying. Right now you have people in position uh, as gatekeepers who unfortunately are following the herd. That's what worries me. Because you have organizations which actually do end up doing this. Look at what happened to uh, Indigo. It had you know, There was no reason to, disregard what the, uh, what the captain said, but they did.
1: But that, but that's, but that's because they can face serious repercussions from the government because Indigo is not exactly. That's what
2: I'm saying. In a country like India where everything is connected to the government to some extent, unfortunately, because uh, we still live in a, in very much a license permit charge no matter what. Uh, we're told, uh, you cannot have this kind of independent thinking. I mean, Anand Mendra can go to town on Twitter supporting the good things, but, you know, if, if tomorrow uh, he has a film star who says the wrong thing, depending on how the wrong thing is defined, I don't think he'll be, uh, you know, uh, speaking out, or I don't think he'll be... Uh, 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 taking a stand on it. What do you think? I
1: don't think does so. this work? I this think
3: this actually ties into what this gentleman was saying about the lack of democracy. So when you're running campaigns like that, this, what you're essentially appealing to is the power of the public. Yeah. But does the public have that power? Like he was saying, the the only power this con- the common man in this country has is the vote. Everything else has been stripped off except for a small sliver of population on the top. So unless you address that first, this might have a little bit of impact, but not the kind of impact because in the U.S. also, for example, people still have a, a measure of, a common man still has a measure of power. In this country, that's not the case.
6: I think that basically when we are talking about this stuff, we are actually talking about how democratic we are. Again, bringing to the same question. And he's absolutely right because Chernovisky said that all of us are the right to eat in the लेकिन सबके पास सोने की थाली होनी भी तो चाहिए तो वो तो नहीं है नहीं यहां पे तो उसके बाद जो वोट जो आप बोल रहे थे वोट की एक पावर है वो भी कुछ पावर ही नहीं है वो भी जैसे कि न्यूटन फिल्म का आपने जिक्र किया तो वोट कैसे चलती है मैंने देखा अगर मैं जाट हूं और हमारे यहां कोई जाट कैंडिडेट खड़ा हुआ है और जो किसी भी पार्टी से है किस कैसे भी क्रिमिनल रिकॉर्ड है उसका कुछ भी उसके आइडियाज हैं सब जाट उसी को देंगे India में दूसरी सबसे बड़ी प्रॉब्लम यह सबको अपने democracy ऊपर डेमोक्रेसी चाहिए अपने से नीचे नहीं देनी है ऊपर तो डेमोक्रेसी के लिए लड़ेंगे लेकिन नीचे किसी को नहीं आज दिल्ली में बहुत सारे लोग आपको कहते हुए मिल जाएंगे कि हमें फ्री का नहीं चाहिए उनको प्रॉब्लम यह नहीं है कि वो free, ये सबसे बड़ी प्रॉब्लम है हाउ डू यू एड्रेस दिस थ्रू अ डेमोक्रेटिक प्रोसेस अगर हम इसको ही नहीं एड्रेस कर पाएंगे वो सबसे बेसिक क्वांटा है डेमोक्रेसी का तो ये जो इंडिगो में जो हो रहा है या ब्रांड्स के साथ जो हो रहा है ये तो बहुत बाद में आता है पहले अगर हम इसको एड्रेस कर लेंगे तो का जो है वो we are all in fascism. We are bigger than that, that we learn to respect our elders. So, we are always trying to tweet this Respect your PM.
3: <laughs> no, I think that's because in this country, people don't understand the, that thin line between deference and respect. Deference to authority is confused
6: with respect oftentimes. <laughs> that's why PM is respected. That's the same way. It's not because we say that in our country, we say that this honor. ठीक है वो जो शुरू होता है वो हमारे घर में भी हमारे घर में भी हमारे घर में भी हमारे घर में वो सब चीजें हैं खिलाफ का नाम लेते हैं तो but i don't think
1: it's of course it's not black and white but i do think there is enough data and one can show that it has changed in the sense that you know whether it is infant you know infanticide you know female, female, uh, fetus side. That has gone down. The numbers show that voting across caste line has reduced. It was more. What I'm saying is it's an evolving, it's it's, it's a democracy is an evolving algorithm. Now we're in the digital age. (coughs) Sorry. So let's talk digital. It changes with how the collective conscience evolves or mutates. But to say that it does not change, I think I agree that there's huge information asymmetry. Like, I, and I'm not just talking about it, and it's not only along economic lines. I have friends of mine who are very well off, they're making huge money, but they don't consume news like we, Newskeeders, consume news. So they believe some shit that is like, I'm saying, dude, you're like MBA, whatever else you are. How can you believe that? Well, you know, I saw it there, I read it there. So information asymmetry is a problem and that's never going to be okay. One is just like, and I think this is the problem, <clears throat> the expectation of human nature that, at least the communism paper we studied when we did economics honors was, it assumes every human being has the same aspiration. You know, like that, from each according to his need, to each, uh, from each according to his capacity, to, e- to each according to his need. The way a person will work based on his capacity and he'll get what he needs. Uh, but I may need, you know, a Porsche to compensate for whatever inadequacies I may have. But another dude may be, you know, happy rolling a joint and doing fucking nothing in life and just sitting under a tree. Aspirations are different. He doesn't want to know anything else. The point is, there will always be information asymmetry, and therefore, just like a larger data set makes for a better average, similarly, the assumption is that even if there are too many people who are out of the information kind of pipeline, there are enough to move the gadi forward even if it's little by little i mean I, I would not say that vote doesn't matter it has shown voices matter the jan lokpal bill has not been passed in the form that the party but it shook the government periyar's movement shook how people viewed caste in tamil nadu and it has had a permanent impact i mean jala may have as a brahmin headed you know a party that was a, built on anti brahminism but you go to Tamil Nadu, and you know, my, my mother said from Tamil Nadu, But means, the city has passed away. Some but they showed them their place.
3: That's because they were people-powered movements. Like, people had the power to do that. They came out, when you're voting, I mean, voting, people vote for different reasons. Like he was saying also, usually when we do election analysis, it's usually, okay, this pe- person voted like this, this person voted like this. That's not how people vote. Usually, I'll, if you, like, remove that one sliver of a middle class or upper middle class, people usually vote as families. People usually vote as communities, as villages, as But
4: that's as changed, things. I mean, at least for the Delhi election tells us is that women voted overwhelmingly for AAP, and very differently from the men. Yeah, in but those
3: that's communities. because they got 54% of the vote, so, I mean...
4: Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. I don't think it's static. I don't think it's... Women are now still listening to what the men are doing in their Maybe family not or families. I mean, I personally know of women who voted very differently from their husbands. Yes, but in a certain class. And from different In a certain class. not different classes. I'm not talking about my friends, but.
1: Like uh, they vote against what the yeah, family decides yeah, and stuff. Yeah, of but course. I, think I mean, changing. Delhi
4: election proves that. At but least if we go by what the CSDS is is. I think is. let's
1: now uh, move on from the Delhi election. And we shall come to some interactions and questions from our audience, because that's the whole idea of doing it live. here Otherwise, you could have just heard us like you hear us every time. So I'll keep about half an hour, 40 minutes aside for that. Um, So uh, about the Supreme Court judgment, I mean, we can just have a brief conversation. Like I said, uh, we've interviewed Chandrasekhar Azad, it's on the website. Um, You were saying the two Supreme Court judgments, one was on SCST and one was on uh, what you said that on, uh, please post on your website that why have you given a ticket to this candidate criminal...
4: No, all Lok Sabha members should uh, post their. Uh, the guys the who come to Lok Sabha should, On their should website. have their re- which, the which people like Mayaneta anyway
1: do. And yeah, ADR yeah. has. Which is good. Because uh, uh, that was a court case that was won by ADR, yeah. Association of Democratic Reform, that all people contesting any seat, that, that you know any election, whether it is at the assembly level or the Lok Sabha, have to disclose their assets, liabilities, and criminal cases hmm. against them. The Supreme Court has said now the party has to explain why did you give them the ticket. So these are two Supreme Court things you can tell us about the one uh, you know on the SCST um, Act. Oh, sorry, you've already told us about yeah, that. Yeah, there's so
3: another Supreme Court judgement which is uh, they said the for uh, people have been asking for pr- uh, reservation in promotions also in government jobs. They said it's not a fundamental right. We can't ask states to institute that.
1: What do you think of that? Do you think uh, there should be? It's a fundamental right. Absolutely. That, uh, I mean, uh, caste-based promotion.
3: You may not like. Designate it as a fundamental right, but there should be definitely be a law for this, not just in government sector, in the private sector as well, because we were just talking about why these people people don't give a damn about, like the advertisers don't give a damn about, so sponsoring the hate of Sudhir Chaudhary and the rest of those. Because
1: boardrooms aren't representative. Exactly,
3: and the. An institution, the values of an institution, come from the people who have authority in that institutions. And in this country, the institutions are almost completely bereft of representation from the Dalits, the Adivasis, uh, the Muslims, mostly. We had that uh, report last year about the media. Women. The c- women. Women, yes. That's we had two word. reports, gender representation in media and caste representation in media. I mean, there's absolutely hardly any woman or a Dalit, Muslim, Adivasi Adivasis, in, in positions which make decisions. Nobody. So the values that trickle down from there are values that class, that caste group represents and they come down to everybody also. And because and that happens everywhere, in, pri- in the private sector also, in the government sector also. So okay. that's a problem. For that to change, I think the, like we were saying, what do we do to democratize society? I think the one way maybe, I mean, people can disagree, one way is to go back to what ambedkar had suggested and just sort of expanded which is proportional representation for each single community expand the reservation also give every community representation according to their uh, this thing uh, the population not a arbitrary 50% ceiling and stuff in reserve in uh, promotions in jobs every single place and also in legislatures, in politics, like uh, seats in the assembly, in the parliament, in the cabinet, Which everywhere. is there in
1: the, uh, there's reserved seats. So just take notes on each of the issues you talk about, you want to weigh in because when I come in I'd like to know what you guys think about that and feel free to disagree as long as you do it nicely. Uh, so and and the other Supreme Court thing, so uh, uh, before I come to Manisha, what do you think of, of uh, that being compulsory promotions? Based
2: on I think that I agree with him because but then in India I mean no rules are really followed so I'm sorry I'm sounding very uh, yeah you guys are <laughs> uh, so pessimistic me. today but really <laughs> uh,
1: uh, Just today is such a lovely spring day (laughs) in Delhi, blue skies, crisp sunshine, wonderful subscribers. But
2: diversity really will make a difference. I agree with him entirely. It's it's made a big difference. Look at a small thing like uh, uh, diversity in Hollywood, for instance. Eventually, there was a best picture for a Korean film, wasn't there? I Hmm. mean, whether it was for commercial reasons, because Koreans are more American than the Americans or whether it was the fact that you know American films do so well internationally, 50% of their revenue comes from outside America now, so obviously they do have to look at the world outside. Sure. But I think commerce, if, if it can be somehow linked to commerce, that's the language people understand, and that's the language which actually changes things. Once the free market is tied to diversity, and once it's shown that diversity actually is good for your what they call the bottom line, Mm. then I think people will start taking notice. So that has to somehow sink in that diversity is good business, that uh, making uh, your company more representative is good business, making your company more diverse, more uh, uh, representative of the country that we live in is actually good for business, I think then they'll understand.
1: What do you think promotions based on, on community?
6: yeah arithmetic में concept होता है union of sets हम्म तो आप इनके विचारों का और इनके विचारों का union कर दीजे मैं करता हूँ intersection में <laughs> in common point है सिर्फ union में दोनों को मिला के तो venn diagram is? venn diagram थोड़ा complex हो but बहुत simple से उससे मैंने बता दे but yeah, representation promotions में होना बहुत ज़रूरी private sector, you Reservation का कोई uh, मतलब नजर ही नहीं आता है, private sectors, कुछ उसका फायदा club. There is a school network, there is a Rarely, there is a job in the the middle of the middle of the middle of the कोई और uh, multinationals का तो खैर छोड़ ही दो और जब तक ये रिप्रेजेंटेशन के हिसाब से होगा तब तक I I have not I thought this through, so forward.
1: I'm not going to weigh in on this. I'm still on the fence on this I mean, one.
2: and I just want to chip in here because uh, you talked about the old boys club and the dune school club. छोड़ भी दो यार we were, there was something like an educated elite. elite the people who are in power, they are completely anti-intellectual. So, we to do it No,
6: because the elite of the public discourse, the language Sanskritized, the rest of the bhagat's thought that so,
2: uh,
1: I mean, I do agree with this thing that the old elite had made it such a privileged club. Bhai, we know what's best and uh, for example, Lutians, Lutians, but I think the fact that lutians became this little enclave of privilege whether it is the clubs there whether it is the homes there whether it is the regulation there as opposed to regulation in other parts of the city was a huge problem in this whole anti-intellectual wave that has come about please weigh in on this whole uh, issue um, and after that uh, we promotions shall discuss this. i
4: haven't really i don't have a thought to position on it i I, don't I mean i i don't think if you can declare, declaring it as a fundamental right and then telling states
1: Okay, forget the fundamental right, but should there be promotions based on community? Directive
2: principles, Kurt. Yeah, there should be, but there has to be, yeah,
4: maybe a directive principle. There has to be, we have to aggressively ensure diversity and not just in boardrooms, but of course, but then there's also then, it should also apply with the media, it should also apply with the Supreme Court. We haven't had a single judge who's Dalit.
1: Yeah, like I said, we haven't had,
4: we've had two women judges. So, uh, I mean, so then I'm also saying that the Supreme Court can say this, but boss judiciary also need, I mean, yeah, can it just be companies? Correct. And should it, it then not to, extend video, to It has to be In fact, the Supreme so Court how do judgments are uh, like an aggressive.
3: Supreme Court judgments of the last few years are oh, if you need a case for why there should be, it should be diverse. diversity in Supreme Court also, just, uh, I mean, the, I have s- said this before also, just look up Deepak Mishra's criminal justice, uh, criminal defamation judgment. It's basically like through and through Brahman privilege. What we are talking about, a def- a difference between respect and deference to authority. Because you have that caste privilege, you want that deference. it should be there. That is the, if you keenly look at it, that's the fundamental argument of that ju- Also, a
4: lot of judgments quote from Manuswriti. I think we wanted to do yeah. a project on this. I want to make a point How here. many judgments
6: quote as you know. valid very well And I'm so glad that you brought it up. If you capital punishment the history of Hinduism, the capital punishment, sir. तो जितने लोगों का स्टेट ने एग्जीक्यूशन किया है उसमें कितने ब्राह्मण है अगर आप कोई देखें तो उसमें तीन है शायद सिर्फ उनमें से दो वो थे जिन्होंने गांधी को मारा था।, था तो आप देख लो ज्यूडिशरी कितनी और ऑन द अदर हैंड आप खैरलांज केस को अगर आप देखें कोर्ट ने जो सेशन कोर्ट ने परपेट्रेटर्स को डेथ लेकिन इतना लूज दिया कि हाई कोर्ट और खुद बोल रहा जज बाद में कि अरे तो हो तुम और तो हमारी judiciary किस तरीके से लॉब साइड इंडाइक्लों की ब्राह्मण भरे पड़े हैं और मनुष्यमृति कोर्ट करते हैं कितनी दफा कोर्ट करते हैं आके अब तो से भी कोर्ट
3: जो SCST का उन्होंने किया था उसमें भी ऐसा ही हैं। same kind of arguments jo me too mein and, uh, and I mean it's not a coincidence that the two judges who gave the judgment were like you La and I think Arun Mishra. So, yep.
1: so uh, the other thing was that the Supreme Court has said that the parties have to put the criminal cases on the website and also explain why did they give them the ticket.
4: But that's so you, they have to explain also. The party themselves will put an explanation under that we have to sleep on like <laughs> That's what? a bit of a... That's I, a do, I
2: don't
6: understand. Then we will ask Prime Minister. You'll need
2: another office. This is his son, his son. I think I, this I, uh, listing and, is fair. I think you should BJP list. And for BJP, it will be Amin bola tha.
1: Uh, no I think So <laughs> simple. I think the biggest problem... Our party I, decided. High command
2: decided
4: or oh whatever. Like, yeah.
1: I think this demonstrates, you know, what you were talking about in our country, it is, uh, you know, specifics don't matter. We, we are a country of generalities. You know, and, and I all have often given this example of, you know, when we used to, I've got a whole library of pictures. When we used to highway on our plates, we went all over in roads. So the kind of signs that are there, watch out for oncoming traffic, as opposed to what? Like, look down at your toes while driving. Okay. Be careful on the curves. Mm-hmm. As opposed to what? Don't be careful on the curves. You know, even when we were when the, you know, you're going out, the They are much doubted, they're idiots, they're dumb. Every instruction specific, stay two meters from that wall. Stay eight x ex- what is the sound coming? Okay. Okay, we need to fix that sound. It is, so the, for example again, this judgment shows that give a reason. Okay, they'll give a reason, then what? What is the reason? Is the reason right? Good. I felt like it. No, I think Which Mokramanda reminds me of
2: that judge who recused himself. From they don't have to give yeah, a reason either. They don't have to give a reason. Why? I really want to know. Yeah, even I you want know, to know why. I want to know why has he recused himself? What is his argument?
1: So yeah.
2: I mean, I mean, imagine it's such a serious thing, and he he can just get away by saying I recuse myself.
1: So now we have some things to do with Kashmir. So let me start with. With the, with the two Kashmiris in the house, so uh, one is of course. The, have you guys seen uh, Shekara? Uh-huh. The film. No, you I haven't, you haven't seen, seen it yet. It? It? No. Okay. I, like I, it? I saw it. I okay. did actually. So. Uh, Speaking of Shikara, the envoys from, I think, 25 countries were taken no, on Shikara, right?
3: Including from Afghanistan. I don't know why. <laughs> so, so, and he... Sunfire
2: <laughs> Afghanistan the, uh, snow Best
3: part is, best part is the Afghan TV. MP is saying Kashmir is fine. I Haan. mean, you're coming from Afghanistan, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Raise your standards. So, okay. one
2: person saying that we bought a lot of things also. Yeah. Uh, or okay.
1: so, so that happened. So shawl
2: reminds me the number of Kashmiri shawls that our prime minister wears. I'm going to file beautiful a beautiful one. I want. I'm going to file have also been noticing this and ask where he gets them from. <laughs> Internet nahi hai, SMS nahi hai. I hope it's Delhi. not
3: that counterfeit stuff they make in Ludhiana and sell in the <laughs> New Yorkers. <laughs> yeah.
2: Fortunately, it looks quite good. Sorry. It's a personal project of mine to know where the shawls so are coming a, from.
1: A of Shikara. There were these 25 uh, countries, uh, envoys going. And then when Amit was asked that why are these guys being allowed but we our own Neta's not being allowed, this is where he gave a phenomenal answer. And this is why people like Rahul Gandhi have to ask themselves, this is why we don't need part-time politicians. And I think the biggest problem that Congress has gone is that Congress has part-time politicians, in the sense that if you win an election, I'll get a ministry and I'll occupy Latyans. If I don't win an election, I have so much bloody money that I'll just rent out a place in you know Aurangzeb road or Anand Niketan and move in there and still run my life and go to the south of France. Their very survival doesn't depend on politics. And I think that is what AAP has. They'll figure that out. You know, those guys don't have any other hobbies or pursuits. Either in politics or they're fucked. Just like the BJP wala's. Either a pracharak, like you tell her the pracharak, bhai, ab prach, pracharak karna do. kya karega banda? Ek banda tha unka who had a pursuit other than that. And he was the least popular person BJP, which was Jaitley. Because when he's not in power, he'll go back to making bloody crores, this thing. So, now Amecha said, Who said there's a lockdown there? Go, we won't stop you. And that's why he got them. After that one photo of that Rahul Gandhi said we tried to go and we were stopped. Did you yeah. try to go a second time? Did you go every week? We will keep trying to go to Upnavo Party Khan Market And this is when they say this Khan market gang, these Baba Log, they are Baba Log, If you cannot spend and I remember Arvind was laughed at. पे I am sure. full time. I am full time. I am full full time. I am full I am full time. 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 I am full time.
4: I am full time. I am full time. a live
1: audience. time. I am
3: we're like snipping I think it off. one of the aspects of Congress decline, which has been like underreported is that this is a worldwide phenomenon. All this professional class politician who are in politics just for like, for the sake of it, who don't have an ideology, who don't know what to do with it. It's dying everywhere in the world, from America to Europe, obviously Congress we are watching in front of our eyes. So this is dying, which is in fact, which is in a way good for, for democratic polity because you will have people who are committed whether they're for the good reasons or the bad reasons, but they'll be committed. So that will sort of broaden and broaden the discussion, get more people into, even if for wrong reasons, get more people into politics. So that that is one good thing about it.
1: So, um, and the other thing is that Shah Fezel, former civil servant, many of you heard from Kashmir, he has been slapped with, booked under the Public Safety Act. Uh, so, so, let me go. So, all this has happened in Kashmir, you want to start with Shikara, what you thought of it, and then tell us.
2: No, no, first I want to ask, I mean, Mehbooba was part of your government, right? I mean, you were in uh, alliance with her. She was not uh, confabulating with separatists then. Omar Abdullah was your Minister of State. He was representing your country. He was not confabulating with uh, separatists then. Shah Faisal was one of, was your... Officer, he was a civil servant, he was not confabulating with separatists then. So, what has changed overnight? Because you have decided that you have to implement your agenda and Article 370 is part of it, and you know that there will be a democratic backlash in Kashmir, so you have to silence all opposition there. So you put, put all these people in, uh, uh, you know, under house arrest, and then you uh, attribute to them powers that are far above and beyond them, that Omar Abdullah will actually incite mass uh, 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 you know, protests. In his life, he mustn't have uh, gathered more than 2,000 or 3,000 people at any rally. So, I mean, you attribute such superpowers to these people. So, it baffles me. And uh, the same thing occurs to me when I see the reaction to a film like Shikara. Hmm. I say, finally, somebody has at least attempted to make a film on Kashmiri Pandits and what they went through. No, you will not be happy with that. You want them to show bodies, you want them to show blood, you want them to show rapes. Be happy, at least someone is telling your story. When Haider came out in 2014, you had a problem, uh, as in you, as in Kashmiri Pandits, of which I am a part, they had a problem saying that, you know, it shows, uh, it desecrates Martan Temple, and it shows uh, this man dancing and dancing madly at Martan <laughs> Temple. Are so you had a problem with that, and it shows, it doesn't show the Kashmiri Pandit exodus. Now one poor man has spent seven years, he has written a book, Rahul Pandita, then he spent seven years researching that, Cutting it down into uh, Bollywoodized love story, Theek hai. but he spent seven years doing that with Vidhu Vinod Chopra. Now you're saying, no, nah, no, nah, this is also not enough. So what do you want? You Would want you like the film? Yes, I did. How I many if you have seen it? I haven't seen it? I thought at least it shows uh, the exile. It shows what happened on, no, no, I want to see bodies. I want to see rapes. It is showing a hit list of Kashmiri pandits. And it is showing how both, communi- both communities got radicalized. Nay, Why? Because there are two scenes that are very powerful there which are very, very anti-RSS and anti-right-wing. You have a little kid who's walking around in, a, in the refugee camp saying, Mandir wahi banayenge. Man- Mandir wahi. clearly being misused by the right-wing forces. This is 1992 after Ramjan Janmabhoomi, And this guy who's the hero is a teacher, Kashmiri Pandit, he tells him, uh, beta, uh, and you have another sequence where you have a um, uh, a truck which is distributing tomatoes and these poor Kashmiri pundits in a refugee camp are sort of reaching out to it. It's a really hmm. pathetic scene with the legend saying rashtravadi party. So that is what is bothering you, oh, right?
1: Okay. <coughs> I mean, sorry, um, that's
2: what that's what gets me. Be happy somebody's telling your story.
1: I'll weigh in on the on Shikara because I saw it yesterday. But uh, on the other, you think Kashmir fatigue is setting in to a media because as happens with news and people say one doesn't follow up. There's been so much Kashmir coverage during that entire Article 370 bit. Now these guys going, this PSA being. A, now these were things that would have become a big talking point. Uh, And this is not just true for those who are obviously compromised, who will have a one-hour debate about a tweet by some obscure person which is saying something offensive against Hindu, but will not talk about PSA being slapped against. Even news organizations that we would say are not compromised don't give it that kind of attention. As a news professional and as a Kashmiri, do you get the news fatigue that has set in on kashmir even though it may uh, you know be uh, not agreeable from your kashmiri point of view uh,
3: two points one is that this is the nature of the media industry now i mean unless it's novel unless it's something new nobody wants to cover it second point is there are very few organizations left that would cover it like objectively and fairly others just want something to rile people up on So this is, I mean, this is a systemic problem rather than an ideological problem in that way. Another point is, I mean, uh, I haven't seen the movie, but a general point is that people tend to forget tragedies like these, momentous events like these. They are layers, like the Pandit Exodus, it's like layers and layers upon tragedy, layers upon layers of suffering and grief distilling that into a two-hour movie into a novel Is into well, a it book yeah. it's a huge 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 task sometimes you get it right sometimes you get it wrong there might be some aspects of it you want to see but the writer doesn't get it the filmmaker doesn't get it i mean partition there must have been like hundreds of books written thousands of films made how many of them were good which you can like recall right now maybe one or two so so to, and to get that nuance right to get the, the i was discussing this in office the other day also and like say partition, the exodus of the Kashmiri Pandits uh, from Kashmir was a was a very unique tragedy in the sense that there are so many if you can call it that nuances to it, su- so such politics behind it that it's not easy to distill it in, in like say uh, cinematically for example, you can show uh, show the carnage of the partition. you can say people tra- show people traveling on trains and stuff. This all happened so suddenly and so quickly. And over such a long time, and it was always sort of shrouded in in this secrecy and mystery, that it's very difficult to show that. And that is that is what makes it an even greater tragedy, because it's not been visibilized to, to the extent that it should have been. The discourse has not been that, uh, I mean, the only idiots. discourse around it is like these people going on, like the Hindutva and stuff and all that.
2: I just want to make one point here. When you talk about fatigue, about Kashmir, I think it's not been reported enough, actually. I think that is the issue, by showing visuals of uh, Ajit Doval eating biryani, which is also not Kashmiri by the way, Mm. I don't know of a single Kashmiri (laughs) who eats biryani. Uh, You know, apart from sort of state-sponsored kind of uh, reportage, you really haven't had proper reportage. You haven't had... Uh, you know, stories being done of what people are actually thinking, what they're feeling, because you'll probably have stones thrown at them, whatever the reason. But I feel that that idea of Kashmir fatigue is… We haven't reached that you haven't level of that, coverage yet. Because okay. you haven't, you don't really have that kind of coverage as so, yet.
1: So, I mean, on, um, on uh, Shikara, I watched it. Uh, I, I will say this, I was very disappointed because, I mean, I'm not talking about the politics of the film, because. I don't even get the politics of the film. I think it is so obviously just focusing on the love story that I don't know whether it's by design or just by chance that it doesn't get into the politics of the Kashmir tragedy. Uh, And I think that is a wasted opportunity because that's an important story to tell. The one thing that got me thinking was that, my God, this was such a huge event in India. Until now, not a single film has been made on it. I think that is something that gets you. But uh, I, I just f- found the film very boring uh, as a film, as a love story it didn't suck you in, you didn't really give a damn about the characters by halfway, I was like, dude, whether you make it or not, I'm not interested because I, I wasn't invested in the characters enough. But one thing that I, and to correct me if I'm wrong, and this is where I think conditioning or you know, partisan decision-making kind of compromises our larger picture. Was this Azadi slogan, you know, hum kya azadi, was this originally a, a slogan that was came from Kashmir during that or is it a slogan that had existed before that?
6: Yeah, it, the slogan existed in the 80s in Pakistan. It came <laughs> from women's movement.
4: Apparently
1: a feminist but apparently So I do think it's problematic just like you know that, that uh, you will not replace us slogan with the Shalitanthana, the mm-hmm. the torch march, which was an anti Semitic. It was basically a slogan that was used to target Jews. Mm-hmm. And after the something like you know, the Holocaust, that, that slogan cannot be used in any other context. If you're using that slogan, you can't say I'm using it for something else. You have to find another slogan. I think if the, if that Azadi slogan is so identified by this, the Kashmiri Azadi which was the Kashmiri exodus was an outcome of that, uh, the Kashmiri Hindu was an outcome, I do think one needs to rethink that slogan because it's not okay saying that we're not asking for that Azadi. If that is the identity of that slogan, I think the people use that slogan now and saying that we're using it in a different context. Doesn't cut it for me. That is one thing this film made me realize.
2: But they're saying now, nah, from what? From
1: poverty? Yeah, from, I, I understand that. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, that it's like a, a rhythm. You know, if, if there's like that whole beginning of Ice Eyes, baby, it was originally Freddie Mercury song. The Ice Eyes can use it, but dude, it's not fucking your. That note belongs to Freddie Mercury. So you can say, Mira later the song goes somewhere else, but that identity of that rhythm, that. When I hear that rhythm, and if I'm a Kashmiri Pandit, I will say, who the fuck is saying that? I'm not listening to what is the nuance before that. I do think, this is one thing, this film, it made me think, although it's it's very subtly done, but when you know someone's cooking and you hear that Azadi slogan, and if you're a Kashmiri Pandit, I'm gonna look and say, who the fuck is saying this?
4: That's actually exactly no, what Rahul Pandita argued in a piece in Hindustan Times, where he said that these slogans raise Uh, traumatic memories for us and you should, I mean, it was kind of an appeal to Shaheen Bagh protesters to rethink the Azadi slogan. I don't know how similar, I'm not really aware of how similar is the slogan that we chant in Delhi to the Pakistani feminist slogan or is is it? it?
6: Quite similar, it's very close. Very close, but I think on the thing, hmm. same No, yeah. but no, in, in, so.
3: in Kashmir, I mean, uh, it was appropriated by all these elements Spreaders. who wanted uh, Kashmiri pence out, but the slogan in Kashmir was used before that, so they appropriated it. It's not the other way around. The Azadi movement didn't appropriate it from these terrible elements, it's the other way around. So they appropriated it for this, for the ethnic cleansing project.
4: But I guess one, yeah, I mean, I kind of agree with Abhinandan that if it was associated with the ethnic cleansing of a people, then maybe it's not a bad idea to rethink that slogan because it does evoke something. No. Like, like then, one then thing
2: where that it's, it's, it's. reminds you of Pakistan. But Hamdekhenge I mean, doesn't but, have but but a bloody history. But that is not history. the
1: origin. Is not. That. I mean, identity I mean, of Hamdekhenge is where not. where
2: are you going to draw the line? That but Hamdekhenge doesn't have a bloody associated with <clears throat> some things, and therefore but, yeah, you cannot use them out sure, of
1: context. But, but we always draw the line based on like, other than math, everything is a subjective kind of weighing pros and cons, cost benefit analysis. So one draws the line based on what. The overall identity of something is like, for example, now very valiantly, uh, Mr. kgol is trying to appropriate Hanuman Chalisa. But with that tune, to not a, <laughs> that tune, not just.
4: What is the tune? What is the problem? Usi <laughs> 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 <a> tune mein toh gaiten
1: loog. Aapko ho tune thik laggi?
4: No, but that tune Manisha gaake sunayye. I have only through if my suppose, suppose
1: he wasn't giving the words. If he was just humming the Hanuman Chalisa, would you know he's humming the Hanuman Chalisa? But I would not, many
4: people hum like that. Have you you've heard people humming Hanuman then, Chalisa?
1: No, but then I wouldn't know they're humming the Hanuman Chalisa. <laughs> I think they're just humming something. I think that
4: was just
1: so, so.
4: But okay. I think on the Shikara bit, I just want to say, I find it really tedious, this expectation of creative people to like live up to our political. Like Heather, <coughs> there was this criticism. Why have you not talked about Kashmiri Pandit? He doesn't want to talk about The story is not about Kashmiri Pandits. And similarly, I think... If you want to set a movie, a love story, the backdrop of uh, Kashmiri Pandit's exile, it's fine. I don't think, like this expectation that you must show now, every detail. <clears throat> but I think that because the movie sold itself as the unspoken it, truth, which I think it, there was a marketing problem. Which it
2: then quickly changed yeah. to. It was supposed to be the untold story of Kashmiri yeah. Pandit. It that, became the timeless story in the worst of times. So, uh, because yeah. then you go in with the
4: expectation that, okay, I'm going to be educated a bit about what happened. But if you but simply I say it's a love story are, at the back, you're you off
1: know, off. No, you know, Kavri, I think you and I are on certain things because we are news professionals and uh, we were with India today when Kashmir's story was the hottest story in the world. So you already know a certain amount. I think if a millennial today were to go and see this, they would know nothing other than the fact that 400,000 people were displaced. I mean. It, I mean, I'm not saying that. you can make a film like that film that was screened in the White House, which was an out and out racist film. But you can make a film like that. You I think it is an unreasonable expectation of the filmmaker to say that people will not comment on it if it is not political enough. It was a political event. I'd, I'd
4: I guess it's a marketing thing more. I mean, they also sold it as a film about finally we're going to lift the veil. The filmmaker away. is
2: also telling you, of course, mm. he thinks there are two sides to truth, which I find very odd because there are no two sides to truth. Truth is truth. Mm. But um, the filmmaker is also saying that you know, if you don't like it, you don't have to watch it. Yeah, actually, one thing. Also at I least it is making <laughs> an effort, and I find that this is the first of what. Appear to be several films that are now in the works, which are going to be Mm. looking. Of course, the primary being by the wonderful Vivek Agnihotri, who has taken it (laughs) upon himself to rescue every uh, community that was ever, uh, you know, uh, demonised by uh, the elite. So these these things are happening. This is the first of many. Also, I think, but we need to distinguish. Also, the
4: you can criticise a movie, and Abhinandan didn't like it, and he explained why. And that's fine, and I don't think filmmakers have a problem with that. But the kind of attack that Vidhu Vinod Chopra and Rahul Pander have also suffered, I think over the past one or two week is very motivated. It's by yeah, yeah. Ashok Pandit type that's people, true. Vivek Agniyotri. It's very targeted. Why? Because it's got, got nothing next. to do with... Yeah, yeah. That is Which true, is yeah. so true. And, and then saying you're an Aksal or that yeah, you're... You you're a know, you are, is is Vivek you're not a real victim and but, all. I mean, that's just
2: personal and not who fair. Defi- who defines a victim? You know, That's but, the other thing. In Kashmir, everybody is a victim. But we're talking
1: about Ashok Pandit dudes. Come on, seriously. And also you're talking
2: about
3: a person, Rahul Pandita, who has written so passionately about these things. He is one of the victims himself. Has mm. he written, written so passionately ascribing like this, okay, he is part of a conspiracy yeah, or whatever. Ridiculous. That is, um, and I mean, that's beyond I think the that's. Pale. that's, that's, that's
1: uh, I, anyway, I just think that it's, it's a task that's too huge. Maybe, you know, some hardcore long you know, a, a track record with script doctors. It should have gone through a whole bunch of other processes. It, it actually,
2: Amitabh Joshi is the script
1: doctor. <laughs> oh, is that who, right? Who
2: only happened to make some blockbusters like Three Idiots and the so, Munnabhai. So, yes. so,
1: so they had that one. Level That's why of, it
2: took them seven years.
1: Oh, the good
3: thing is this like I said this tragedy has been invisibilized in popular yeah. culture so now people are talking about it outside of that Hindutva echo chamber so which is a good which thing Which
2: did nothing about it.
3: Exactly which was like only did disservice to the cause Okay now I'm go- sorry
4: So we have we're going to start taking questions also Yes and, and I'm going to be taking and some And we have live questions also coming comments so let's panel.
1: take the live questions okay. and let's take that let's give it another 40 minutes then we can have chai coffee paid puja yeah. uh and you know whatever questions out of the panel but before that I have emails. I'll just quickly read those. Uh, Shalini Prakash says, I have been your subscriber for the past three years and I would like to thank you guys. First, for introducing me to the world of podcasts. Yes, yours was the first podcast which I started listening to. Secondly, for sparing me the torture of watching TV news. Uh, Where the only problem is who will be India's next screamer. Madhu, please keep dropping in at least once a month. I'm a big fan from news track times. Yes, I too was in my first year college when Mandal Commission happened. You were the only to reach when it came for an unbiased media even then. Note for Abhinandan, since you keep discrediting millennials, my daughter Ashima subscribed first, even when she was a student, and she's the one who introduced me to you guys. And yes, okay guys, sorry millennials. I think
4: you should now stop being a boomer and- I should
1: stop, sit down uncle, okay. And yes, I want Anand to be my regular, his insights are always a thinking point for me, Shalini. And I'm gonna read one last mail, Vijay Krishna, I'm not gonna read your mail, it's 570 words. You've given a whole bunch of suggestions, We'll be incorporating many of the suggestions, including what features the app should have in your podcast player suggestion is taken, well taken. Gaurav Madan has written a 280 word mail. A warm hello with a lot of love from the frozen new, from the frozen Newfoundland in Canada. I've been following your work for five years as a Mufat Khor, as Abhinandan would fondly call me, but to subscribe to support good journalism in the time of crisis. I resonate with Manisha that it is extremely disappointing that Delhi's air pollution didn't make it to election issues just like India's climate and water crisis was missing from Lok Sabha 2019. It was exciting to listen that you were considering bringing new podcast episodes on economy and science in collaboration with subscribers. If the plan goes ahead, I would love to voluntarily contribute with my knowledge to bring some exciting climate science and environmental information to your listeners. Not sure if there exists a podcast that actually shares science and climate. As for me, I'm a graduate student in atmospheric science and oceanography here at Memorial University in Newfoundland currently working on north atlantic and arctic ocean and climate change and its implications previously i was in india educated most of our subscribers are so highly educated that whenever i'm doing a half time under pressure i'm just about i'm a masama graduate i mean i'm like modi ji graduate if someone asks me for a degree I entire political science graduate entire economics but i don't know where my degree is it's somewhere because i just used to like give a bottle of rum and take the exam didn't attend class I was in India at the University of Pune, and Indian Institute of Tropical Meteorology, where I studied Indian monsoon and got to contribute a bit for the Center for Science and Environment. Also, I lead the board of directors for the Indian Youth Climate Network who have significantly contributed to climate change mobilization. Currently, we are rediscovering ourselves. I'm a seasoned storyteller in my free time. Gaurav Madan, you are the person we've been looking for. Pramaik, please uh, 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 please note down Gaurav Madan. We have to write to him. We have to get him on Media Rumble. This time Media Rumble, our theme is climate emergency. So maybe you can get Gaurav for the Media Rumble and he can make a presentation. Oh, so wow. we must write to him. Fantastic. And we should collaborate on the podcast. So those are the two mails. So we will take some questions from WhatsApp. First, let me take comments. And it need not be a question. It can be a comment. Like most panels that I moderate, which are not our, we are friends so we can fight with each other, are that question, your comment. Yeah, i comment bhi comment. But just ensure that someone just take a count. So, you know, we should keep two, three minutes per person so people don't get completely left. So, just cloak uh, Please start with the young man here. Or oh, let's start with the lady. The young man has spoken. And anyone, whatever we discussed, if you have some contrary view, some, some, please do share. Okay. Please identify yourself as well.
4: Okay. So, hi everyone. I'm Jagyasa Agarwal. I'm pursuing journalism right now. And firstly, News Laundry, thank you so much for introducing me to the best journalism. Uh, My question is related to journalism itself. That uh, the majority of voters that we have are from rural areas and you
0: know, the people who are not that privileged as we are. So the digital journalism that we have is not exactly reaching out there. And just like my fellow
4: said, uh, democracy is missing among the individuals. So how will we actually propagate democracy, until and unless information is disseminated in these areas. So, uh, you know, like, digital journalism still needs to do more in that.
1: Mukesh no, bhai hai na? Jio. Abhi jio gao gao paunchega, phir news bhi gao gao Mukesh bhai nahi janta ki uska vinash, usi ki fiber optic cable ke thar ye, hum kareenge. I get what you're yeah. saying, but my view is then then others can vain. Yes, that's a problem. But like someone said... It's better than what it was because we don't have the reach but we reach enough people who can be that first domino to topple and then as internet penetration becomes more and for that reason, what is the word that internet was equal, there cannot be different lanes. Net neutrality. Net neutrality is a must. When net neutrality, if that goes, then we're all fucked. Truly and madly. The lady there, then. And
2: also, the fact is that uh, yeah. Sorry, uh, uh, the fact is that now uh, uh, television (coughs) or print media is more or less following social media. Hmm. It takes its cues from social media. What what is a hashtag today becomes the headline tomorrow. It is not like the headline
1: being the hashtag. They say what's trending. Exactly.
2: So I think there's no real difference anymore between digital and uh, you know it depends uh, on the revenue model yeah well whatever but i feel that
1: he said with a smart face i feel face.
2: especially with this government which is so conscious of its image on social media it tries to set the agenda on social media all the time so i think that is always an indication to uh, mainstream media that this is what you ought to follow so i feel that that way it becomes a little more democratic than than I it was in a way
4: I think digital English language journalism, yeah, maybe it doesn't have the kind of reach that it should. But digital Hindi language journalism is really, if you look at YouTube trending videos, no one's watching Republic or Times Now. Lullan Top is often trending. And that's Hindi. Uh, NDTV, uh, Ravi is also, though it's a mainstream channel, but still he's often trending on YouTube. So I think digital is actually reaching... Maybe those audiences more than traditional media. Maybe not digital English language. That yeah. There, I do think that there's a mismatch. Also, yes.
3: another so, sure way to <coughs> ensure democratization of information is to encourage local media, regional media, local media, city-based media. But then for that, you need resource and stuff, which is like you'll have to work out in time, because the model right now is really screwed up. So the only model that works is the subscription model to keep news free and independent. But the problem with that is only those who can pay can access mm. that, right? So you have to figure out those models. And
2: also. to encourage stand-up comedians like Essie, yes. because sometimes they tell you more news than. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. And also they push the boundary, boss. Yeah. See, we said this and they live. They say that Maybe it you is can.
2: They, they allow <laughs> you to
0: say things yeah. that you would not otherwise.
1: Hmm. So,
0: hello, I'm Sanya. Uh, I am a huge. Of Mehrad sir, and I have re- become a regular listener to the podcast after his addition to the podcast. Uh, sir, I have a question for you. Uh, you said that atomized people and uh, people have become atomized and you know individualistic, and so Roti Gopra M- Makan won't work after a point in time because what BJP does is it, it glues them into a community which no other party does, and so technocratic centrism can work only till then. Now, my question to you is, sir, that is there do you think there is uh, do you think there is a better alternative than technocratic centrism that could perhaps be a counter to the uh, to BJP as a party and what they stand for?
3: Yes, of course. Actually there are already those kinds of movements are already growing. If you look at the United States right now, there's the, the Bernie Sanders movement there, the Jeremy Corbyn movement in this thing, the Yellow West movement in France. It might take a while f- in India to get that going because, like we said, we aren't that democratized here. The, the, the people are still atomized. Why people are atomized is because we live in a time where we are consumers, not people, not human beings. And the legacy for that is the 40 years of what we call neoliberalism. The idea that the market is the society itself. Society doesn't exist outside of the market. But there are movements that are trying to challenge that. In fact, not just challenging that, they're dismantling them suddenly. Boris Johnson, as hardcore of a right-winger as you can find, came to power. But the, Agenda is following now in governance is directly lifted from the Jeremy Corbyn movement. Same thing is happening in the U.S. What Trump is trying to do is copying stuff from Bernie and the other people. Unfortunately, no, because Shaheenbogh is sort of modeled on the Occupy Wall Street kind of movements. And the problem with these kinds of protests is while they change the conversation, like the Occupy movement gave us the terms like the 1% and the 99%, the inequality and all that. But unless you have an organization behind it, they don't sustain in the long term. Long run, So that is, I mean, but... Fortunately, they have brought a new language to our conversation, how we perceive challenge to power and all that, but unfortunately, I mean, that's all they can give us. These are people who came from nowhere organically and started a movement. They gave us something, that's important, but as a a sustained opposition to the state, it it may not, because ultimately people have to go back to their work, to their homes and stuff, so that's not good. Hi,
8: I'm uh, Ashwin. And actually, I'm a Kashmiri Pandit. Uh, so I have a few things to say on the subject that we were discussing earlier about the movie. Uh, what do you do, Ashwin? I'm a creative producer, actually. So I produce video content.
1: Oh, I see. Okay.
8: Uh, so again, pause under my <laughs>
1: jurisdiction,
8: this subject. Uh, I have a question for each and every panelist here. Um, starting with, obviously, Kaveri. Uh, the uh, thing that Abhinandan said, I actually uh, completely agree with it, that it's a wasted opportunity. You know. I'm, and we do have a right to question the film uh, because it started with a certain communication saying that it's an untold story. I am yet to see the film; I haven't found time. But I believe that it's a very safe approach. And like Abhinandan also said, that he didn't really find it, you know, very informative in terms of what happened. And my family went through; it. they were a part of that exodus, and that's why we moved to Delhi. I was born here, though. But my problem was when somebody in the audience complains about whatever like they were unhappy with the uh, uh, you know what they saw and the lady starts crying now that's where my problem begins that the insensitivity shown by vidu vinod who's such a respected director from the industry says that that's his first response secondly <laughs> secondly then he goes on to say ji sequel Are you really trivializing the issue that much? Come on, show some respect to the lady here. But I think I mean, it was really insensitive from the part of such a respected director to say that we sequel done the sequel and to I have a story regarding this. but yeah. really yeah. I mean,
2: if you expect civility from Vidu <laughs> exactly? Chopra, I think you obviously don't know him. I mean, you're enough. on a public forum.
8: Yeah. Private, yeah. No, no. no. you're I mean, on a public Vino forum. Chopra
2: yeah. is uh, one of the renowned boors in Bollywood yeah. and uh, he is a bully, and it is extremely well known that he is a bully. and. He's also not particularly popular, it's just that he happens to have bankrolled all of Raju Hirani's movies. That's why he's made a lot of money and of course he's done some good cinema. But to expect a good artist to be a good human being... Is a tall order, and uh, Vidhu Vinod Chopra may be a good artist, but he's never been known to be a good human being. So I'm not surprised. He's always done this. Whenever there is any conversation, in that's why he doesn't appear much in public. Thank God, and doesn't open his mouth, and opens his mouth even less in public. Thank God for that. But whenever there is an opportunity, where (laughs) yeah. Whenever there is an opportunity for him to speak, he always puts both his feet in his mouth. So I'm not surprised. But that doesn't take away from what I feel. And you really do ought to watch the movie. Even I I I have a family who suffered. Hmm. But I think to expect uh, civility or, uh, you know, being uh, to expect politeness from him is really a tall order. So let's not um, even
1: You watch the film and then, but on this, then you can give the question to the rest of them. But just keep them all short because we want yeah, to go yeah, to others and take them. You know, good. about Vidhu, you know, Chopra, I, I, when was Kareeb released? Whenever Oh, yeah, my God, which Dude, was the Dude, worst I movie so, in the Dude, history thousand, of the movies. Think. So at yeah. that time, news track was still around. I was a reporter uh, and, and it was a colleague of mine, Geeta Datta. I think now she's at News X. And we had gone in Manesar at some resort. He was revealing the music of Karib, And in those days, they were like... Four camera crews would go. One was Durdarshan, one was news track, and then there was two others. So these are, so it was a big deal. So you know, and the camera used to be big. So he went, and I was at 21, 22, I, I don't know. And I, I sat, and the, all the audience was there who had come for the release and Vidhu Vinod Chopra. Ahmedo he has a chane mare karare wale type voice So uh, don't
2: make fun of so a Kashmiri accent. but
1: oh, that's a that's his voice. <laughs> but sorry. But he says um, does
2: he does this to you? I said,
1: <laughs> no, 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 no. I said uh, so I said a uh, very innocuous question. I I thought I said, you know, after the um I, I, I said after, you know, Parinda was this cult film. It may not have been such a big hit, but it became this cult film. And then, the uh, 1952 love story was a bit of an unsuccessful. I don't know if I used flop or what. As soon as I said that, because on that he got a lot of flack. so he's very really touchy. I didn't even finish my question. <laughs> and he said, Glasgow or Nottinghamshire. It was the biggest hit. ad? he took off. And I was also bloody... I was 20 and I was a ladaku even back then. <laughs> so I got up and I... And she went and I went and GD was sitting there with Anupama. Now, I didn't know Anupama Chopra was his wife. I, did, I thought she was a a correspondent GD. Third wife, but wife... Hai, but wife Achai, so I said, who the fuck does he think he is? What the shit? And I've. I flipped out. Like, I flipped out. I was like, so GD said, have you met Anupama? I said, hi Anupama. <laughs> what the fuck does he think he is? How dare you talk to me like that? <laughs> well, fuck it, we're going back. She said, say hi to Anupama. So I was like, GD... I've said hi to know, but says, You know, she's Vidhu's wife? I was like, Fuck, okay. Then, and then I, uh, so then we stayed. And Vidhu has a brother, Veer Chopra, who's a PR. Oh, he, yeah. he does, undoes all the damage. Now, oh, they go, Sanyog, that... Bhagwan ka, kaise. I went to the loo, and next to me in the cubicle, ladies, gents, loos, you know, you stand next to each other like prisoners. I <laughs> guess, guess who's standing next to me? Vidhu. So both of us look at each other. Uh, but we are stuck there for the duration of <laughs> the activity and we've just had a fight. And before that, Veer had come to me and relaxed and all. Veer says, you know, young man, I'm sorry if I upset you. Veer told me I was very rude. I'm really sorry. Yeah. You must stay and all. We'll do another interview. Whatever you ask me, you ask me. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> you <the> <laughs> so
7: so uh, uh,
1: he said, but you know, it's like giving birth to a child, a yeah, film. You give birth to a child and you hold it up and someone says, your child is ugly. You feel like slapping the guy, yeah. <laughs> I said, okay, that's the kind of guy he is. He's nasty as hell, man. But so,
4: I just want to tell you... Did he did also something had happened. He would
2: said something to someone at a press but conference. I, I, so. I just want to tell all of you who have ever suffered uh, uh, at the hands of Vidhu Vinod Chopra, if you want to uh, really have fun, just Google that Mahabharat scene from Jane Bido Yaro. He's playing Saidi's role in Saidi. His role is... Bhaiya, Duryodhan! Bhaiya, Duryodhan! Uh, oh, kar lo, oh. and he's like uh, bare chested and puny little oh. physique if you want to uh, humiliate him वो so t-
8: I'll start oh. making memes and putting out on yeah. Twitter about that yes so Meratha, I think uh, just to sum it up you said that it's very difficult to put uh, so much in a two hour film I think my take on that is if we can make a Shinder's list I think we can make a good movie on Kashmiri band as well that's my take uh, to Munisha, there's a quick update uh, there's a small section of people who have decided from the Steinberg protest that they are going to meet Amit Shah, but there's an internal conflict among themselves mm-hmm. wherein certain people are saying, no, we don't want to meet him, yeah. but we want Amit Shah to come here and talk to us. So I don't know, I just found that very strange, your two things mm-hmm. uh, And, sir, very important thing that you said, ki ghar mein itni misogyny hai or ye sab hai, to bahar I also want to add to that I I think hum apne ghar mein secular bhi nahi to hum bhar ka secularism dhoond rahe because you know somebody and uh, this friend of mine who actually lives in Jamia and his professor is in uh, his, I mean sorry his father is a professor in Jamia University he told me he said yaar ye dadi dada uncle auntie sab bet to gaye hain protest but please ask them, would they allow their grandkids to marry somebody from the other caste hmm. <laughs> and <pyr laughs> then talk secularism. The ke. <laughs> very true. So I found that very interesting, you know, what he said. Now yeah. secularism, bol rahe, but will they allow their yeah. grandkids to marry somebody from the other caste? Hmm. Uh, sorry, religion. Sorry, my bad. So that was an interesting observation. And also you talk talking about the elitist, elitist club. And since we are expecting that we have representation at at legislation and all that, we have not been in the golf club. I am a member of DGC, you see how elite that club is. We are not able to enter a golf club to forget that we we have a very. Which is why I think the golf club should
1: be removed and made into a central park. (laughs) You cannot have whatever 22,000 acres in the middle of a city like Delhi open to just a few thousand people. I think it is bizarre that it it still exists till today. Exactly. And (laughs) and again, there is only one man who will remove it. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> that's, that's that's true.
4: Okay. then
1: you wanna sing? No. <laughs> you wanna sing also? <laughs> <laughs> Only back into the Rajdeep dance. <laughs> 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 with to the Burffi the, the, This will be
4: clipped and like circulated. Look how happy he is. <laughs>
8: <Okay>. <laughs> but very but very important question to Abhinandan uh, and just one last question to Kaveri. Abinandan, do you think BJP today is really missing Arun Jaitley and Sushma Swaraj? A, that's a very important question for me. Are they really missing them today, considering what's happening with the party? And where's the second line of leadership after uh, the duo? Uh, and to Kaveri, just ending on that, she mentioned earlier about Anand Mahindra obviously talking about positive things from his WhatsApp wonder box per se, but is it really important for individuals to speak up on every subject? Like, okay, maybe today Shah Khan doesn't want to talk about it. Hmm. Greta Thunberg tags Roger Federer that not want to climate change. Why are you expecting something you are saying ki, why are you expecting Vidu to be a good individual? Why am I expecting Shah Khan, or Roger Federer to take up issues and talk about them publicly? Fair yeah. enough. So, yeah. that's, that's
1: it. Okay, next please. Uh, I'll answer. Yeah, just give it to the young man here. Okay, there's a lady back there. Yeah. Then, after that, the young man here. Just give it back there, then we'll come back here. Okay. Uh, so, to your question, I think. Um, sorry, what was the question? Uh, No, I don't think they are. I think Arun Jaitli, uh, of what I understand, it was uh, more out of loyalty that Mr. Modi had still kept him uh, relevant. Uh, I think the Jaitlis and the Sushmas are completely irrelevant in this government. It was just a courtesy that they were still, I mean, even Sushma Saraj, she was an event manager. She was made
4: irrelevant while She, she was. Exactly.
1: But even though she had a ministry, she was an event manager for Mr. Modi. So no, I I think anyone who is not from the the Sahib Singh Verma, Amit Shah kind of space is not relevant in the in today's BJP.
2: No, uh, I think there's another aspect to it. I know my question is different. Quickly, the fact that uh, you know, uh, 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 Vajpayee seemed moderate when Advani was positioned in front of him. Mm -hmm. Uh, Advani seemed moderate when Modi was positioned in front of him. Amit Shah when Amit Shah is positioned in front of Modi, he seems moderate. Mm. So I think each generation of leaders has required someone even more radical, rather than less radical, to be placed alongside them. For the original radical to seem less radical, you know? Yep. So but I, I th- think that is that is actually the way the BJP... But so, I think it's more so so a function
1: have, of when rather than who.
2: No, so you have Amit Shah and w- when you position him with Yogi Adityanath, Actually, Amit Shah will see, soon start seeming moderate. So their definition, their definition of moderate is not Arun Jaitley and Sushma Swaraj. Their definition of moderate is someone who's less radical than the most radical. But, that okay, is, but, but I think but, what uh, Kaveri, the I RSS, think RSS it's, is all about. But I
1: think it's about when Sushma 2018 is moderate. Sushma 2004 is not moderate. 2004, Sushma had said if. Sonia Gandhi becomes prime minister. I will shave my head, eat chanas, and yeah, sleep yeah, but on the you ground. F- I, but you forget, a, but you
2: yeah. forget her socialist background. The, 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 you but, forget but that I, she came from
1: George Fernandez <clears throat> rather than RSS. Yeah, sisters. but what I'm saying is, in opposition, when Mr. Advani was trying, to, uh, Atal was trying to be relevant. He has also made speeches that are hateful. The only yeah, thing the is Ram that speeches were also very so. So, uh, it's, so, in my view, it's not who; it's when. So, I think it's potentially Modi 2028 20, will be saying ki... You know, let's all hold hands and sing songs. It's very possible the same man, it's just when.
2: Yeah, but the fact is that there will be an Amit Shah or a yogi or a exactly. yeah. saying something truly, truly hateful. So yeah. you mm-hmm. will then think that Modi was a statesman. My God, we didn't recognize this. How the liberals, Like Bush,
1: like Bush and the US. Right the now, li- suddenly yeah, all the liberal the voices li- are saying Bush was. A,
2: how yeah. the liberals flocked around Advani. You know, the architect of Ram Janmabhoomi, uh, once he started talking about Jinnah, suddenly became. Uh, you know the the uh, huge liberal sure. icon. So it's really <coughs> worrying. It also but shows just how that, just that one thing where he said that you know uh, why don't these right, icons right. speak? I mean, I'm not a great fan of forcing them to speak. I said that they could, but uh, when he talked about Shahrukh Khan, I think Shahrukh Khan has was always more than just an actor for us. You know, I mean, he, we embraced him. Not just because of his movies, thank God, because some of them are really bad, but the fact who,
1: of who he was. He picked the Pangawa Amar Singh when no one dared yes. pick a Pangawa amar Singh. So I think
2: he was always somewhat anti-establishment. Yeah. He was always someone who went out on a limb. Mm. So for him to be silent and for him to of course sing Modi ji's praises and talk suddenly of him in the same context as Mahatma Gandhi is a bit worrying.
3: Okay. Also, there's a question of like right and expectation. You expect these icons; they have grown up there because of the support of the people. People go to watch their movies. People make them into heroes. There is an expectation that they'll speak when you need them to speak. But whether they want to speak or not is up to their conscience. It's their right. About the other part, like one said one is a moderate, the other one is a moderate. So this actually shows how limited the indian that that ideological spectrum has become in india so if you are calling advani a moderate or modi a moderate tomorrow that's that's very really worrying about the kashmiri this movie thing so yeah, it's the first movie, so maybe it's not good, maybe soon hopefully we'll have a better movie. And
4: on Shaheen Bagh, I think if you go there, you'd realize this, and I think most of us, I mean Sanjay's also been there, unlike what the media is showing that there's this organization that's backing it, it's actually quite, it's not coherent at all. But I think that's a it problem. It is genuinely a bunch of people who've just come together and having, and I think they were trying to call it off before this also. There was a bit of a fraction between, uh, you know, one group wanted to call it off a bit a while ago, the other one didn't. So, it is true that Shaheen Bagh is not, it's not one group that's making the decisions for everyone who's sitting there. So there's bound to be differences, and I think that's the weakness of the movement also. Is it? It could also be a strength. After all, I mean, you have, to have a, you have to have a coherent goal. Na?
1: We've had a discussion on Hafta on this. Yeah, Please okay. visit two Haftas ago.
4: And hmm. the
3: last point I about there being no democracy in our homes. Uh, the, I mean, we often tend to forget that India is not a democracy. It's an experiment in democracy which unfortunately is not going so well right now. So yeah, but it's, but a, it's I think a process. I love the
4: point about marriages because it's so true. Everything you want to understand from India, you should understand from who we marry yeah. mm. and how many love marriages, how many arranged marriages, and even in love marriage, how many who do we fall in love with also? It's it's yeah. quite interesting to so see it's always the same caste, the same religion.
0: More importantly, how a marriage works. Like says that ah, That's another. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: uh,
0: so
5: this is exactly what Manisha also just uh, discussed about uh, the Shaheen Bagh not being an organized event as such. I mean, there is no organization behind it. And therefore, the sustenance of Shaheen Bagh as a protest is questionable. Now, that, I, I don't know, quite agree with that, because I think Shahin Bagh itself has become a very successful protest in so far as the fact that even
1: BJP has called it as its sole and sole motive of the whole election. It's a metaphor for Muslims. <laughs> but chote-chote Shaheen Baag janam le rahe
5: Exactly. Ah, people are saying. So, so. the, the very fact that
1: a political party is making Shine bag as its own uh, as its sole agenda for the whole election. It's a good point. We are assuming what the goal is. Maybe yes. that is the goal. just share, yeah. Fair enough. That's a good point. Yeah, uh, Sanjay, you want to say something?
6: No, no. I was saying that I and you both call each other sir. It's just a casual thing. We should take some questions yes, from
5: WhatsApp.
1: Yes, we'll, what? we'll take it from WhatsApp also after this.
5: Yeah, forcing people to hire someone. Is a completely authoritarian movement. I an authoritarian thinking that we want them to hire what we think according to our values. Hey, Your values know, you might be, you know, so-called liberal or or, or leftist, uh, whatever. But the but the strategy or the the thinking, the political thinking behind is purely authoritarian.
3: Hmm. No, about this thing diversity. I didn't say you have to force them. I said there should be a law. So when, when you are enacting law, a law, law is, law is them
5: on the basis no, of. Not, no, no, no. You don't follow a law. See, authoritarian works by law authoritarian takeover in any country is never unlawful. Hitler was never unlawful. He was immoral, but never unlawful. So when you say by law, you are talking about authoritarianism. No, no. Political strategy to force your values on others. No, exactly.
3: Whose values?
5: Your values. Whosoever is, is, is deciding who's making the
3: laws. That is why I'm saying through law. When when there's a law, there's a consultative process in a democracy. Yes, Hitler was authoritarian, then you have to see it in context. What laws are you going to I mean, you are not forcing your values on them. You are asking these organizations to include others who have been excluded from it. You are not no, running an talk, exclusionist don't, project. You don't talk over each not other an enough. exclusionist project, it's an inclusivist project. You are bringing people who are outside the room. You are not asking people inside the
6: room to go out. मैं you देता हूँ आपका. आपके आ, हिंदी समझ लेते हैं ना? to तो आपके जो तर्क हिसाब से, जितने laws हैं, सब आ, इसी में category में follow करते हैं, ठीक है? असल बात है कि जितने भी laws यहाँ पे बने में, your logic can be applied to each and every law of the
1: land. <laughs> 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 hey, yeah,
6: right. We have to talk. It's, it's, we the don't yeah. talk over each other. And in democracy, elected democracy, there's that going to to And that demonetization. unlawful. morally unlawful. forcing people. You know, I will use a different word. I will call it affirmative action which is not forcing. And affirmative action is correcting the historical wrong. So, but India may he nahi hua But I know. think that, that's the
3: point. Like I said, it's an inclusivist project, not an exclusionist project. But and when you're in a, if you're saying you're a democracy, and you've, you are talking about democratizing, uh, democratizing power, right now, who has power in this country? It's, it's a few people with money, it's a few people, a certain class, right, like right. the upper class, who have the intellectual capital, who have the economic capital. The other people don't have. That is what he was talking about. You have to democratize the country. You can't democratize country unless you have power people. How many, how many festivals of Dalits are celebrated in this country? A- as official festivals? Zero. Adivasi festivals? Zero. Why? Because they are not represented in the institutions that make the laws. They're not represented in the institutions that make these decisions about public life. So to, to democratize this country, you have to bring them into that decision-making process. I, right now, they're not there. Similarly, in a, I mean, you can argue that the private sector doesn't affect the public life, but that's not true. Like almost everything in this country is owned by the Tata's or the Ambani's right now. So if the, there's this one man making decisions about one and a half billion people, That's not democratic. And if he's making those decisions, he'll reflect his own values. That's why we are having incidents like uh, she was talking about these girls in in, in that college being ridiculously, I mean, outrageously being asked to undress. Why? Because there's a certain culture, there's a certain cultural mores of those people in authority who think it's wrong to have a menstruating girl go into the kitchen.
1: Okay. can you move on to the next one?
9: A comment actually. I think Mehrad made his comment that we've never had a Dalit uh, uh, just, just judge in the Supreme Court. The yes. No, we I did. We had, did. I mean, we, we yeah. We did have not, a Chief Justice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're going to have another one in 2025 again. Uh, in we didn't that have a Dalit Chief Justice in 2025?
4: 2025, yeah, oh. he's just been yeah.
9: appointed, so I think by 2025 is when they expect him to become Chief Justice. Uh, but also in that context, uh, if you look at the lower judiciary across the country, you have reservations for the ST, SD, STs, Adivasi. The Northeast has a high level of reservations for tribals. Now, there might not be reservations in the higher judiciary, but there is reservation across all states have it. So do you think, and if you look at the public sector, you think reservation has actually made a difference? We've had reservations for what, about 30, 40 years. Has that actually made a difference so that going forward, if you have reservations and promotions, is that going to make it better? Like, Can we see that it's brought about a difference in either way the people think about res- pe- uh, you know, the Scheduled car,
6: scheduled tribes, or in the way work is done has it actually made a difference sir, on the ground mm-hmm. uh, reservation has made a difference mm-hmm. aapko public life mein, abhi, sir ne bahut sahi baat kari ke dalit festivals ke, India, classical music hai, actually dalit music hai, appropriate uh, upper caste hindu ne. आज की डेट में जो इतनी सारी दलित पॉलिटिकल वॉयसेस आपको मिल रही हैं चाहे चंद्रशेखर आजाद हो चाहे उससे पहले मायावती चाहे कांशीराम हो आपको इतने सिविल सर्वेंट्स दलित से मिलेंगे आपको इतने दलित से मिलेंगे में की
1: वजह से there was actually a story, uh, I know CNN had quoted it. When Obama became president, college enrollments of black um, high school graduates like suddenly spiked. Because before that they said either we'll become basketball players or rappers or gangbangers, but now we can be president. When Mayawati became chief minister, the amount of rapes that were registered against Dalits spiked. So the moment you have people, I think it has made a difference. It may not be efficient, but I, I think this can quite easily be demonstrated through data, that it has made a difference. Yeah, it on. has
3: made a difference, but not this as much sense. as it should have, but can which is know? an argument for expanding it and making it better, not for like do, doing away with it. I'm not saying it
9: should be done away with, but I just want to know whether there's any uh, data to prove that. But Get, get the American example. For example, in America, there's no reservation, right? Universities don't have reservation. They believe in diversity. They do. That's not there, true. There's no reservation. There's no, no there is. No, no. There, I, I, did, I did a thesis on that. There's no reservation. They have what is known as diversity. So you need to get maybe X amount of people, but no states can. You can't have reservation. That means struck down.
1: Mm-hmm. So
9: you don't have quotas. You can't do that. Yeah, the it's, it's not.
1: So, I mean, they don't have reservations, what we call reservations, but they have a system mm-hmm. where a certain amount of seats or scholarships just, what's yeah. If you listen to a podcast that I've suggested on NPR, uh, on on Hafta, uh, I forget the name of the university, which was built by black slaves. Now that university has said that everyone who is a descendant of those black slaves, they will give that person free education. So uh, which which university was this? Georgetown. Georgetown. So so it is happening in different ways there. You may not say quota reservation, but the system of correcting historical injustice exists.
9: Okay, the very
3: it, phrase affirmative action comes from there. Yeah, yeah, that's how it started. Yeah,
1: go ahead.
9: So it, it, I'm sure it does. I'm just saying that it might have happened, but it's also been challenges to it in the judiciary and whatever whatever's said. It, and it's been struck down. A lot of states, say for instance, California, I think, has struck it down. So, in the sense, what we call as maybe reservation, and they don't have a quota, they might have scholarships, they might have seats, we need, need diversity, for example, Harvard, all of these places. You need a certain amount of blacks or Latin, uh, uh, Latin Americans, but they will not reserve. Now, do you think? That's a better way of doing it. Maybe you think maybe scholarships are a better way of doing it, and you know, getting more uh, scholarships for students.
6: Actually, post civil rights movements, and correct me sir if I am wrong, post civil rights movement, there was quota for Hispanics, for blacks, and for women.
3: And these and are di- these are different problems that require different solutions. Yeah. Out there, it's the it's racism that they're railing against, and there's been huge huge improvement on on the level of education awareness about it. In India, you're talking about a system that has existed for around two thousand years, and we are only just starting to dismantle it. So the solutions will have to be more drastic and more radical. Yeah, I'm just
1: saying that conceptually it exists. Structurally, it may be different there and there.
4: And I, can I just add a bit on uh, this profile that I had read in Indian, I was just actually finding that. I wasn't being rude and just whatsapping my friends. But there's this profile in Indian Express by Manuranjan Bhavari, who's a Dalit writer. And he writes, so he's basically talking about some of the issues that you guys are addressing about. Maybe reservations being cornered by a handful of people, or maybe having a third generation, a fourth generation benefiting again and again, and maybe. So he actually makes his point that you know income and education are new social markers. If you don't have money and belong to backward class, your fight is never over. Uh, we need food, shelter, primary health care, and education. Does any Dalit movement across the country address these? There are debates over reservation in higher education and government jobs. Yet, if you look closely, the reservations go to a handful of people, some of whom have already benefited over generations. Do these people really need it? And at the other end, a rickshaw puller who can't put his children through school, whose wife works as house help, how does an increase in reservation help him? His family will never get to that stage. If anything, his wife will move from working at a high caste moneyed home to a moneyed household of someone from their own caste. So I do think that maybe there has to be some uh, rethinking on how to spread it across. Uh, but
6: I, I have one thing to say to this, that uh, in my opinion, reservation was, not, was never about financial uplifting, it, it was, was about, about social mobility. So even, even though after generations and generations, uh, uh, three genera- uh, generations have taken advantage of reservation, still there, uh, there is this fantastic film, Mississippi Burning, which is a great example of how car system works. In India. So, generation to generation and reservation, the father of the father of the father Office Dalit officer, CR report so reservation. Hai kuch bhi nahi kaya, Which uh, is, is what a he's a
4: saying. So he's not saying take caste out of the equation, yeah. but maybe take out extend the benefits to
1: Okay,
6: let's
4: have you war. Know,
6: and also sorry, i would okay. like to make a quick
3: point about this the economic and social I mean the most profound example was when Jeetara Mahaji, who became a chief minister, he went to a temple and they washed the temple. The president of this country who's a Dalit, what he went that? to Jagannath temple, they didn't let him but, in. Uh, but Ashok that Malik said uh, that was fake
1: news. Jopi, but uh,
3: that's what I'm saying. So if if you are a Dalit, however well you are doing economically, there are certain places you can't go to. But Jagjeevan Ram ki ke saath hua tha London. Hmm. Yeah, so uh, this, is, this is essentially a social project, not an economic project. That's part of it, because as we know, like, all these things are interlinked. That's why we have the idea of intersectionality and all that. But essentially, this is a social project to
1: undo 2,000 years One of second. discrimination. Can you have that lady there? Then you can come in again. Yeah.
0: So I just wanted to make a comment on what you said, Mehraj, where you said that in uh, you know corporates, people don't really talk about caste, because, and you don't see enough Dalit CEOs. Uh, as someone who works in the private sector and someone who's gone through an MBA education in India, I think we do, in fact, have a presence of a lot of uh, people from SCST in private. Uh, you know. Uh, uh, basically, in companies, the problem is it's it's unsaid. People don't want to claim that. Oh, you know what? I'm a Dalit. I'm yeah. this. I'm that. And that's where affirmative action is so important, so that it, you create a space where somebody who's working with me can proudly say, you know what? I'm a Dalit. Right now, it's something unsaid. And what Tavir you spoke about about the Doon School Club, it exists in every organization. It exists in the media. It exists everywhere. But it's not that we don't have presence. I have so many friends from my MBA who've come from very economically disadvantaged backgrounds. And exactly your point about social mobility, it does work. It's just that the pace of change has not been as fast as what you would expect. And of course, with social media and so much of awareness, people are realizing it more and more. So why diversity is important, and I wanted to make a comment to you, know, you here. We're not taking away rights from anybody. What we're saying is if it's an unequal race where somebody's standing 10 feet ahead of you because of privilege that's unearned, what we're saying is get everybody back to the starting line. We're not saying that you don't be in the race. You be in the race. We're saying just come back to the starting line that everybody else. That's what the problem is, which people don't understand. Affirmative action is not taking away anybody's rights.
1: In fact, there's a very good experiment of that with the people standing in line and everyone who's male take two steps up. So, but, and you know, the phenomenon you spoke about, Madhu had wanted us to do a story, but it's so difficult to do it because someone wrote to her saying that I am of, uh, you know, the Dalit community. But I don't say that. That person was working in Darshan. And she, when she used to live in the US, there was a word for it, people who were of, you know, uh, had had black uh, ancestors. They didn't say it and there was a word for it. I, I know it was not ghosting. That some, means something else. I don't know. So uh, that happens. That's a phenomenon. Yeah, go ahead.
7: So on the same topic, uh, since you were all talking about sort of whether reservations work or not, there's actually a study which was done by Esther uh, Duflo, who recently won the Nobel Prize in Economics, mm. and I know this because I work in the same organization, which looked at the effects of quotas for women in panchayati raj institutions or uh, when the 93rd Second Amendment came into place. And they found that um, actually it did make a difference in the kind of public goods that women uh, panchayat leaders decided to invest in. A lot of people said that you know, it's the husbands who are going to make the decisions. But that was actually not the case. The so women took uh, most of the decisions. And then later on, um, the, the same panchayats, even when they didn't have quotas, people were more likely to vote for a women leader in those areas, because they've saw somebody do it and they believe Then, okay, this can actually happen we should vote for women. So there is data to show that quotas also work.
1: See, now this is the beauty of the New Zealand subscribers, that we learn more from them than they learn from us. And that has been our, our biggest strength. So like i Thakural, just you know, let you complete a thought. We shall do a slogan, Desh ke NL subscribers ko unse seekho. It doesn't rhyme. But it's better than the other one.
2: <laughs>
1: That's it. It's a sudden, it's like a googly. <laughs>
2: no, but uh, she's absolutely right. In fact, there's data from Tamil Nadu that shows that when uh, women uh, are punches, there's actually a 40% increase in investment in education and health. So there is actually uh, data to show that, that they, works. they invest in the right things when they have the power.
1: Okay, if we have also, any more sorry, questions or a comments, a yeah, then we can just come to the point about, about the, the presence about
3: of uh, marginalized classes. There's presence certainly. What we are talking about is whether they are in, in they have the power, they are in authority. The problem is even if you have a say dalit or an adivasi who even rises to the top, he has to behave. His no, values have to be those of no. the upper caste because there's no other way around it. So yeah, that has been, and your analogy was very good. But the, I'll just like to make a quick tweak to it. That is, we are not asking for those others to come back. We are asking for those who are left behind to go go to the front line.
1: Yeah, we had one there.
10: Uh, yeah, uh, my name is Aklesh, and uh, at the beginning, uh, you mentioned something about stand-up comedians and uh, their role in, the, in this c- current protest. Uh, so, I just wanted to make two observations and I would lo- love to hear uh, Sanjay Ji uh, and uh, Abhinandan your opinion about it. So, one
1: no, is... not a stand-up, by the way. <laughs> <No>? <laughs> have you been laughing at my lines all this time?
6: Uh, you were the only one who, who danced here. So. <laughs>
1: I, may, I, may be, I may be a dancer, okay. but <laughs> I
0: understand.
10: Uh, so, uh, post Jamia, uh, I've been seeing the uh, on social media, especially on Twitter, that uh, people have been Trolling so called pro uh, government journalists. Uh, so, uh, we have been seeing this uh, BND or Tihari like uh, terms are trending on Twitter. Or uh, And it's mainly credit goes to people like uh, R.O.F.L. Gandhi or so, uh, being human for that example. Uh, or uh, And, same thing uh, how come so many students from different universities, uh, mostly from urban background, came up came up with hilarious placards in the protest? Uh, and the answer of that lies mainly uh, uh, mainly uh, to uh, stand up comedians because uh, I have seen that uh, uh, so people like Rohan Joshi or Sahil Shah, these people are constantly uh, sharing uh, information about protests on Instagram in their stories. So I uh, would love to hear your opinion about that.
6: Sanjay, yeah. That,
1: that basically, the, uh, you know, a lot of the information that trended, mm-hmm. came from stand-up, so came from funny
6: uh, placards yeah, so that were used, so yeah. they do have some sort of impact, I think, is, is what, what… Yeah, this is a tragic using. situation in mm-hmm. our society, information is and journalists comedy, so it's but it's okay that I comics the comics, follow और ना ही मैंने इतना मीम बनाना मैं जानता हूं मुझे खुद नहीं पता है मेरे को जो बोलना होता है मैं वो मैं बोलता हूं जो भी होता है लेकिन जो ये तिहाड़ी और ये जो इस के लफ्ज रहे हैं जो आराफ़ल गांधी और ये तू से कम बीइंग बीइंग को आपने किया इनकी ट्रोलिंग हो रही है तो यार जो बोया वो काटेंगे ना यार अब तिहाड़ी तिहाड़ तो गया था <laughs> I ko chadhane se to please please tell me <laughs> <laughs> so तो तो false equivalence actually mere to thank you but
1: actually to I, mean, <laughs> I actually think that um, it makes a difference i, I don't agree with Sanjee on that i don't think it's immediate i think with butterfly effect 90s i think so i think that you know the butterfly flapping its wings somewhere causes a hurricane somewhere so i i think it makes a difference i think every little act of defiance makes a big difference
6: I not difference difference. I not illusion difference <laughs> we have some
1: WhatsApp, this thing. I will give the last word. Sorry, you have something to say? Okay. How many people still have something to say? Okay. So, we have one, two, three, right? So, we have three. I'll take these two. And then, because we have to do puja pete-pooja, I'm very hungry. And, I mean, we will be talking. We will be talking. And in any case, you guys are staying. It's not that you are not. So, we'll take these. Then, we'll take one, two. And, I'll give you the last word. I hope there is no question, so you just give it and I have an email to read, then we'll wind up. Hmm. Uh,
4: So Utkarsh, I'll read both of them. They're not very big questions. So Utkarsh Mishra wants to ask, uh, Delhi elections are over, AAP is promising their development agenda, but what about CAA and Shaheen Bagh? Should we expect that AAP won't touch these matters since their vote bank is too precious now? So you guys could respond to that. And then one, um, another question is, will polarisation have its effect in upcoming elections of Bihar, West Bengal and UP? Well, obviously. <laughs> but uh, it's not an effect. I think there it's, it is the <laughs> thing that happens. So,
2: <laughs> I, mean, I don't well, think it's the
4: Delhi election effect at all. I mean,
2: it will <laughs> happen everywhere. And West Bengal, of course, is the one jewel in the uh, eastern crown that they're very mm-hmm. desperate to win. And I don't see them stopping at anything to win that.
1: On the other question, I've, I mean, I don't know, yeah. The thing is that it really depends on what battle you want to pick. Politics is all about picking battles, and so many political books have shown us. That, and when you want to pick that battle, I mean, I know that by the public utterances of uh, Sisodia and Kejriwal that they are against CA But at what stage they'll let the battle peak, I think is a strategic call. It's when not... We-
4: on the polarization, but there's a really funny meme with on uh, Amit Shah and Modi on a scooter, and Amit Shah goes, "Bengal ke Hindu khatre mein hai," and uh, uh, Modi says, "Nahi, pehle Bihar ke honge." So I think is quite so funny. These, these are
1: the two. Uh, the two uh, questions. The
3: there's the about the polarization thing. I think one of the underreported stories of our time is the radicalization of the Hindu society, especially in the Hindi belt. It's pretty deep. I mean, Supriya Sharma did a report for Scroll just now from Delhi, only about the Delhi elections. Every single person said they'll vote for AAP. Every single person said the same thing that Amitra and Modi is saying. So their difference about who they vote for is irrespective of what they believe actually believe in when it comes to the values and how this country should be run.
1: UP, the, I think UP, the, it's, UP, it's I mean, complete, the polarization is complete. Although, I'd, I'd, I mean, I don't quite agree with the values that they, this thing, I think that is a danger that Guardian had a piece on that during the Trump that Anybody who votes Modi, I mean, I have serious problem that you are blindsiding or choosing to ignore bigotry. But not everybody who votes Modi is a bigot, is subscribes to that value. And I think that is one which I make a distinction uh, on very carefully. I don't think what's happening in UP and that I can say from, you know, we have editors who live there. The polarization project is complete. People will vote Hindu or Muslim, there is no nuance. I think in many parts of the country, it's not by the. That's like exactly,
3: that. that's what I started out with when we started, that this is such a complex society that having one reason to vote or not vote, it's like a fool's I around, you can't say that.
1: I just want to
4: add that but on CA. But the evidence
3: is like overwhelming, especially in UP, Bihar, Jharkhand, this area. It's like, just see how the police responded to the protests and how common people,
1: I mean, there are tons and protest, tons of videos. the how the police is doing a lot of
4: other yes, things. Yes, exactly. But on CA, I just want to add that an app voter there may be an app voter who supports CA, but that's also just from what he understands of CA from the media. So it's also a problem of the anti-CA guys because of a the media capture and because of their own communication problems, haven't been able to communicate effectively. Why CA is wrong. That's so it's too much to expect of. A, I don't think someone who supports CA, all of them are just bigots or no. No, that's that's I mean, also just because radicalized people.
3: That's also because media, especially TV media, yeah. is an integral part of this
4: project. Exactly, exactly. It's, so if yeah. you're going to understand.
7: Okay, let's start with um, f- back to front. Hi. My name is Nitin. I have a very specific question. Uh, this is regarding Arvind Kejriwal. And this is a question for Sanjay and, and to some extent, uh, to uh, Abhinandan as well. Of course, I understand you'll be a little biased because he's a friend of yours, as you've claimed in a lot of podcasts. So my Please. question is, my, question is uh, my feelings for Arvind Kejriwal have oscillated in extremes uh, ever since it started, 2013, perhaps. Uh, on one hand, he comes across as very uh, very well-meaning, middle-class, educated uh, person who's going to bring about change. On the other hand, if he comes, comes across as narcissistic in some ways, a lot of good people have left the party over the last five, six years. Uh, I just read uh, 50% of the MLAs now have criminal record. Uh, some of them have come from BJP, maybe some, some of them have come from Congress as well. I just want to understand, I mean, this is a person's dilemma, so very specifically, what are your views on Arvind Kejriwal? And, and just to add, Varun Grover, who I'm a big fan of, uh, obviously I'm a big fan of Sanjay as well, uh, he calls him uh, Chota Juicer as well. So just Chota?
1: just Juicer, really. Yeah. He has a very, I don't want to give has he put that gig already up on YouTube? Or will I be spoiling it? Anyway, there's a joke where he kind of says that basically Delhi people got suckered twice. They were Okay, I'll tell you this. I mean, and this is my understanding of when the Jan Lokpal movement started, there were about 15, 20 of us uh, from the RTI movement. VCRF was a very small organization. Then it became slightly bigger, 30-40, and then what happened? Then that happened around the cameras. Uh, I was on a debate with, on Times Now. By the way, I'm going on Times Now these days because whatever money I get from there, will be sponsoring subscriptions of those young students who can't pay. So that's the only reason. And many people have said I should stop going because, anyway, we'll discuss that another time. Uh, what? You know, Mr. Yogendra Yadav was saying that uh, it is sad to see. And he's written an article in the print, which I completely disagree with. I think it's a real crap analysis. And, and I said this on Times also. I said, you know, considering we are doing political analysis, how little people on this panel understand politics is alarming. So what Mr. Yogendra was saying and when you say good people left the party, can I ask you who are these good people in your view? Because I have my view on what is a good person, a good person to have for dinner. Or a good person to have in a party where you want to make a change. There's a big difference. Now, we live in the times where people vote for individuals, not parties. People vote for Kejriwal, not for ARP. That is the CPIM is fucked. Because they have no superstars. They all have lalus. They have supporting cast. They have character actors. You need a superstar. The world over you need a superstar. Trump is that superstar. He is bigger than the Republican Party. That is the reality of politics in messaging and strategy. Uh, So if you are there to be an ideological purity, open an NGO or become an RSS saying, we are not going to enter politics, but we will tell you what is the standard of bigotry or purity or whatever it is. But once you enter politics, it is always a gradual change. So. The understanding of what is politics, and now I can say with a certain amount of authority that I have seen it grow from an NGO to a party that I am not part of, consciously. Is something that, and there is a reason I am not, because I am not tuned for that. But I am not saying that that person should be this. So what I told you, Hendraji, was that, he says they had come to change the game. uh, They had come to change the rules of the game, now they are playing by the same rules. I said, yeah, they have they have changed the rules of the game, but you are expecting them to change the game. You can't go to a cricket match wearing football studs. So one has to be clear what is your objective. For 15 reasons, and I can tell you candidly, it's not very kofia When the discussion happened, and that time Kiranji was also around and all she was always a bit <laughs> uh, the, the six, seven people are discussing should one contest an election or not. This is what Arvind said. मैं 15 साल से चला रहा हूं एनजीओ आरटीआई धरना दिया और क्या किया हमने आरटीआई गया 2G scam अनकवर आरटीआई से हुआ अदर्स का un... किसी को सजा हुई नहीं हुई ना तो अगर आपको यहां गाजियाबाद में एनजीओ बैठ के करना है आप करो तब ही चेंज होगा जब हम खुद वहां जाएंगे और अगर आप खुद गए फिर में Biased, as it may be. On the
4: authoritarian, but there was an interesting report in the Indian Express where one of his own party members, I mean, this was a complaint that he, he has major temper fits, apparently, Kejriwal, and he often lashes out at his uh, colleagues, telling them that, you know why you're here, you're here because of me. And he really insults people in that way. But, but the same party member says, but it's also true. It's true that anyone can get up and on an up ticket win because of Kejriwal's face. So I'm guessing it's, it's something that he also, I mean, he also recognizes that it's, and it's also true. But I think if an app wants to grow, it needs more people than Kejriwal. That's a recipe for disaster.
1: Hmm.
4: One man, I mean, I don't think that, if they have national ambitions at least.
1: Yes, young man. Hi,
11: uh, this is Ashish. My point was uh, that I disagree with the Mehraj, with the limited knowledge that I have, that I might not be in for the quotas in the private sector, at least, uh, not even the public sector, we should be in an economy where merit, ability, skill should be the criteria for the people to work and uh, move forward rather uh, than if the festival is not celebrating, then That should be the last of our thoughts. That's it. That was just the point. We should be progressive enough to move towards that thought process. But Reservation was bought in when the freedom uh, came in 1947 that there are communities America जी ने बोला कि अगले 10-20-15 साल इन कम्युनिटीज़ को ऊपर लाने में लगेगा तो उनको चाहिए। But after that it, sh- it has to go. E- even he was of that view. But even
3: लेकिन उसमें सवाल ये है कि मेरिट से आप क्या समझते हैं? क्या मेरिट ये है कि आप यूनिवर्सिटी कहीं आपने डिग्री पाई और आपको उस बिना पे जॉब मिली? या मेरिट ये है कि आप पाए if you have neighbor who is marginalized class, then you solve the difference. Merit will be very And
1: also, the, the, this distinction we have discussed on Hafta, I think it is a very erroneously framed uh, kind of argument. It is not merit versus reservation, it is privilege versus reservation. Because merit has been baked into the privilege cake. So that's already baked into the cake. Exactly. So a lot of these. Merit versus reservation, no. That is like saying tea versus chairs. It would be tea versus coffee. Merit is usually used as a substitute for well, so privilege think, in this country. So so, is is the... in, and I'll tell you one thing, and, and I come from a Tamil Brahmin family. All the Tams who were kicked out of, during the Periyar movement, they came to Derdun, they became, the bureaucrats are full of them. You read so many of these autobiographies of these bureaucrats, they're all Tam, Tam Brams. From Doon School to Colonel Brown, is full of Tam Bram uh, teachers. They were very... Um, I, I don't want to disrespect those who went through a lot of hardships, and you know my family too went through problems. They did not build their lives easily, but there was a confidence. Salam, Brahmins, we wear clothes. Our four generations built their. That's one of the reasons so many KPs have been able to. You displace Dalits from one place. See how many generations they take to rebuild. Generations don't know anything. I, uh, you know, I highly recommend you read a lot of literature on this, what is merit? And there are many very good pieces on it. Ek si I, book,
6: good, book. I recommend a very good book that I recommend, Cast of Merit. I forgot the name of the author's name. If you read the book, you read the book. Cast of Merit is the title.
1: You know, we assume even in our house, and I've given this regular hafta lesson. I just think the same uncle, same story. Hai. We had one help who was a Mishra. She was Brahmin and one help who was of the scheduled cast, Until it was brought to notice, both in our house their status is the same, they are both household help. Or as uncle say, knocker, servant. You know that is how they say, which I think is an offensive word. But So their status is the same. Yet, she would say you will not touch the fridge. And the other one used to listen. Because generations have listened that you will not touch the fridge. If you want something, I will take out, give it to you and you will eat it outside. Until it was brought to my mother's notice, years went by one, didn't even know. So, it is, it is not merit versus reservation. It is privilege versus reservation.
3: Sadiyon discrimination ek certificate se That's, I
11: think, but the how, crux of it. But then how do you differentiate between two individuals, one who, who has have, who have the same capabilities, same and maybe some uh, person is more qualified for a job or, or, for, or for a promotion, but then you say that you
6: could consider a person from a particular community for a promotion. I have to that you belong to the upper class, so to an argument. You have to do wrong. assumption, assumption. Dalit, you to Delhi. आपको जब अभी भी दिल्ली से 50 I'm coming
11: from that background so I'm not my my point is simple. If there are two individuals,
1: maybe we can talk later about this. So, but I get yeah. your point. But uh, it's it's a little complex in that it is not. Yeah, so when, it is complex. I'm not saying I'm I'm completely right or. You no, completely no, absolutely. No, that's so that's okay. the whole right. We are not. It's not a mathematical theorem. Yeah, yeah. These and these will evolve and these will change. 50 years from now, this conversation will change. 50 years. So I get what you're saying. But I think a lot of that, even I had to unlearn about reservation. I had to unlearn a lot of that because. The way it was pitted, even to me, was reservation versus merit. And later, as I saw around me how people of privilege had rebuilt their lives after one disaster, Amitabh Bachchan being one, to the other, let a Dalit undergo that disaster and for him to climb back up will be a. And again, being a woman, yeah, I mean, I remember I had a long discussion with Madhu and she was saying, even at my age, I mean, I had assumed that once you're at a certain age, you don't have to battle gender. Just from the time you get into the car, how is this guy looking at me? How does that God approach me? How does this... It... You know... Unless you have lived it... That experience... You, one can't imagine.
6: You can see it, hai, sir, that many manual scavengers hai, jo, Upper caste वो nah, nah, nah. statistic आप ले के आए वो
1: तो है सरकारी statistic aids, like 95 odd percent is uh, of just one community upper caste है ही नहीं and then there's five which are OBC this was this but but I shall give you the last word on your comment and then please He's having a last word, and then I have an email and to read. And then
4: you guys can go out and
5: over yeah. tea.
1: Over tea, you can continue sure, the discussion. I mean, we
0: can continue
5: hmm. the. Hmm. Yeah, so my comment is about this. Uh, start from it, what you said, if someone comes um, to the to then I'll wait the social institutions and identity this they are there because they do serve uh, they do serve a purpose like for example when I sath jhagda hoga to mera jaat bhai aayega mera me police nahi aayegi the world over the way society has evolved towards these democracy and liberal is by dismantling the social institutions by replacing them not just by saying that aaj raj aur rajneek comedy comment will diya to ab main you jaunga main jaatu main brahman hu aur main dalit hu because police is there courts are there और, और यहाँ institutions काम ही नहीं, नहीं करते हैं
1: काम नहीं करते तो that, I, that I, is why Thakre exactly. came up because yeah, exactly. when the police refused to listen to that Marathi yes. manos who tried to lie he said, I'll get you justice exactly so so the the issue is that with, that not to uh,
5: vilify people because they believe in their identity or their caste. They believe in because it serves a social purpose. And mm. also, the moment you come into society, and this ties in your point about the northeast voting mode for BJP and uh, the rest of the cosmopolitan uh, uh, population voting for AAP, is because when you come into a city, you have this anonymity. AAP apna baggage you can you can live like that. And that's how your ties with your society, your caste, they loosen up. And these urbanization and this neoliberal economy which you vilify so much, this is the one which actually does the most of the major work. And the reason I don't think that that uh, that that now we have less casteism in cities at least is because of this anonymity and because of you losing time. I myself had an intercaste marriage, not because I'm such a high moral person. It's because now, being in a city, being in an education institute, I met with so many people from different castes, and now I prefer their personality more than what they're <laughs> yeah,
6: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he bulothaki caste, counter Karna Agar, to rural population to share or move
5: opportunities, the But leave it. point is that government should recede and not give
1: these
5: dole outs. The more you leave it to the people, the more people do things themselves and, and lose their social ties and identities, the more you will keep these things behind. Rather than government, we have made law, anti-prevention of uh, the atrocities act against ACSDs, now suddenly will be No, your
6: this argument this argument
3: दिल्कुल, 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 दिल्कुल. Also what you are talking about is the libertarian idea of, of a society that you should go to the government and others will talk to you. The issue is में because field. it is like he says, it assumes that
5: you have a power. You have a power, you have power, you have a power, you have a power. You have a power, you have a power, you have a power, you have a के you have a power, you have you have a this, this,
1: this discussion won't end. Let's continue it there. I promise you I'll <laughs> give you the last word, so you shall have the last word. But I want this to read out this email and this is as a thank you to all of you who subscribe. We air our views and we like to learn from our subscribers because our subscribers are an extremely articulate and, and sensible lot and they have corrected us a lot of times on a lot of things. This comes from Indranil. Hello News Laundry team, my name is Indrinil and I'm a long time subscriber of News Laundry. I've decided to write this letter after listening to your latest Hafta 262. But first of all, customary, you all are doing a great job, keep it up. In Hafta 262, Abhinandan talked about how people are more gravitated towards paying for news than paying for views. And it immediately resonated with me so much. To give you the background, I'm a BJP and Modi government supporter. I've been an RSS swayamsevak so since the age of six, have held positions in RSS Shakha, have been trained in RSS camps. We call it RSS Pratham, Dvithiya, or Tritriya Varsh Shikshit. Tritriya Varsh being the highest training, after which you usually go out as a full-time worker. Despite this, I'm a New Zealand subscriber and plan to be one for a long time, despite my ideological difference with most of the New laundry team. You know the reason? The reason is the quality of content that NL produces. I used to wonder why I'm happy paying to NL and not platforms like Swaraj, when the latter being more towards my ideological inclination. And I kind of agreed with Abhinandan's view on this. It is the news that you are more likely to pay for than views. Because views are just views. That also shows on my social behavior. I follow most of the RW, albeit sane people on Twitter. But when it comes to news, I prefer to visit sources that can challenge my views and basically talks about the credibility of views. I write regularly in this domain for Marathi dailies and magazines. Till then, warm regards, Indranil. So thank you, Indranil. Thank you, subscribers. So I would urge you all to take our views as as the prism through which you consume our news, because our reporters are extremely committed to fact and the basic principles of journalism. We sit and discuss, we debate, we agree and disagree on many things, but we believe that until the news consumer pays, the news consumers will not be served. So I shall end with, when the public pays, the public is served when advertisers pay, advertise as served, pay to keep news free, subscribe to News Laundry. And also, we depend a lot on the goodwill of people like Kaveri and Sanjay, who have supported us time and again in different ways, some visible, some not visible. So News Laundry is actually held up by many shoulders. And I thank you all, thank you panel, thank you to the team for putting this up, thank you Anaki, and I keep getting, mispronouncing the name of this place. Bedlim. Bedlim. Bedlam. So bedlam. Bedlam.
2: Bedlam is
1: a mentalist So, Bedlam. And thank you, Bedlam, for allowing us this, uh, you know, without paying. So, <laughs> uh, I, I <coughs> and appreciate all of you coming here. Now, let's have some snacks. And I, I'm expecting some good suggestions here for the next step. So, please, I, I will take them down. So, think of some good suggestions. Thank you all.
0: All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and
1: any other podcast platform.